yeah. How you doing, Bobby? <laughs> doing good, you, Alex? Not so bad. Um, I'm excited for today's guest. But first, <laughs> uh, we... Oh, there she is. Uh, we have a few things to get into, as, as normal. And uh, <clears throat> as I am... Just now coming off the uh, old cannabis, I want to get it out before I forget. So, um, welcome to Industry Secrets, the podcast where we talk shit and talk shop. Um, the Industry Secrets pod at gmail.com is the email. Um, keep them coming. I didn't get to it last time, but I did want to share, Bobby. Uh, speaking of the email, I was checking it and going through a few uh, notes of, yeah, we know or sound issues. Thank you, everyone. Um, but Speaking one, of that, if you want to Venmo us for some fucking soundproofing and... We do have not, a Patreon. Uh, uh, we'll, hit we'll, us up. We'll Venmo it, at Bobby Vigil. We'll put it in the show notes. Uh, there is no bonus content. You're just giving us money for now. Uh, <laughs> but the show will get better. But that said, uh, listen, Phoenix, Australia's coming for you. We have uh, a double-digit Australian following at this point. Um as of last week, actually, I didn't check it this week, but it's, I was doing the Australian accent. They are loving it. <laughs> oh, um, that was just me, my my mouth uh, percolating. But no, so Australians, uh, we have over ten of them uh, regularly yes. listening. So um, we're going to do. I a, am still a live relentlessly going to make Australia. fun of your country because it is literally <clears throat> trying to kill you, except for volcanoes because none exist there. Science yeah, when Yellowstone relax. explodes, they're going to be like ha ha ha. But it'll still affect them. For sure. But they also have to live in Australia. So Australia's full of like ocean, like beach and hot women. Yeah. I'm sure there's hot dudes too, but like I'm not paying attention. Yeah, yeah the Hemsworth. Yeah. Like, yeah. Are they Australian? Dude, or Australia they, or they, like, or they Kiwis? I, I, I always like to mix those up people. on purpose because it upsets both. I missed what you said about Liam. I, I think she was saying that uh, it's uh, he's Australian. Yeah. Australian. Or isn't he Liam Hemsworth or the, the, the entire Hemsworth that? clan? Yeah, Australians, Dude, so. I've never been so confused this early in the podcast. What the fuck is happening? Yeah, no, the <laughs> the and, and the Australians are fine people, it's just everything that exists in their country is terrible. Yeah, they're, they're tough, including they're tough. I'm kidding, they know what they're doing. <laughs> but, um, that said, um, let's go ahead and get into it. Let's get on into it. Let's get on in. Uh, you already know what's coming. I know, but are you going to introduce me? Like, yeah. people know who Me and Bobby just kind of figure this out as we go. Do you want to take the wheel, Bobby? I was about to introduce you. Oh, okay. Sorry. Judy. You want to tell us about yourself? Sure. Um, <laughs> I guess. Um, so, I currently represent Deschutes and Boneyard here in Arizona. <laughs> the Boneyard. Yeah. Yeah, woo! It sounds like um, that sounds like a radio DJ kind of thing. Like, welcome to the boneyard with the weasel and the uh, I don't know, sound bite, sound Yeah, just (laughs) all right. Here's Def Leppard. Pour some sugar on me for the fourteenth time today. (laughs) But I digress. Go ahead. Um, But I worked for Hensley for the last three years, and prior to that, I was with Helio Basin, and apparently. There you go. I thought the dick was way bigger. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, that's pretty me, pretty much me in a nutshell. You've been in the industry for a long time. Yeah, I was, you know, on the other side of things. Um, I worked at Four Peaks for a decade, you know, back of the house, front of the house. And then I was like, let's move into sales. Fuck let's yeah. try to move up. And okay. 
and here we are now. So is Four Peaks kind of where you start in like restaurant hospitality or do you like oh, go back no, a little further? Okay. way back. So definitely started out in high school. Okay. Um, you know, as a hostess, there was this uh, like franchise called Hudson's back home and my parents or my friend's parents owned it. So if anybody ever needed a job, it was like the okay. place to go yeah, to. Easy. So well, yeah. Um, where's uh, where's back home? Oh, Texas, El oh. Paso. Oh, all right. Yeah. So um, that was a pretty fun gig, you know, 16, 17 year old hostess, and you know, just partying it up. For we sure. would have uh, employee <clears throat> meetings in uh, the walk-in, which meant, yeah. hey, everybody come in and have a shot. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, yeah. being... We'll get more into that for sure. Yeah. yeah, so that was always fun. So you were, uh, you, you've been, you know, whether it was in the, in the service industry and then into the beer industry uh, and then in the sales side of the beer industry, you were there for a minute and then you left. I left earlier this year. I was like pretty burnt out in the industry and wanted to try something different. And I had a friend that offered me a job with ZipRecruiter, and it sounded too good to be true. He's like, you're going to be making six figures, working from home, blah, 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 blah. And like two weeks into it, I was like, I'm going to kill myself. This <laughs> oh, is yeah. awful. Yeah, I was going to say, like, anybody anybody who like, does well with sales typically doesn't like, like especially outside sales, doesn't want to be stuck in their home or an office just like making phone calls and like doing computer work like it's not what we're wired to do right we want to go out and say hello to our our you know our accounts that become our friends and then these kind of, and then you just keep growing and it's that thrill of a sale that you see in person and as it's happening you're and you know supposed to like here's a list of phone numbers to call right and they were like oh these are warm leads and you would call and it was like straight to voicemail or just people that were irate and they were like <laughs> fuck you fuck your company and i was like okay all right bye i'll leave you alone <laughs> later i guess so <laughs> as far as ZipRecruiter, the was the was it was sales and you were trying to get businesses employees for dollars right yeah basically you're just trying to hit up people that had accounts to you know restart um a campaign is what Mm -hmm. they called it so just post whatever listings that they needed and you know probably nine out of ten people that i called said that they were using indeed and Mm -hmm. it was you know working out for them so i was like cool i'll just go fuck myself maybe they'll hire me at indeed (laughs) (laughs) did they Uh, i didn't even i was like i was gonna say did you apply no at that point you know i was like a month in and i was like fuck this i know i can go to use the job yeah to use the service you didn't use the platform yeah they just they pay you to post that they need people yeah and like obviously if you get somebody to post there's like different tiers and you know add-ons that they can do like yeah i'm currently hiring i'm familiar <laughs> so you know the, the more reason i asked the question <laughs> the more it's so yeah. expensive everywhere Isn't it is cra- i never thought you'd had i just learned this dude even lincoln did two weeks ago that you that employers pay to get resumes sent to them like yeah so um headhunters back in the day for like high-end jobs were a real thing i, I actually used to ha- i used to ha- i used to have some as regulars like they got paid tons of money but like i did not uh <laughs> all these like you know monster.com which was kind of like you know the the free version of everything right that's gone by the wayside and it's all become like indeed LinkedIn, like all these different platforms is like 
you know, pay me, pay me, pay me. And it's like, fuck, man. Like, if you could produce me one good candidate, I'd hand you a hundred fucking dollars. Well, they, but you, but you want they, to nickel and dime me and hand me these fucking trash ass candidates? All the well, time. no, they they ch- charge you to look at an application or a, a resume. resume. They charge yeah. you to look at it, but and like and that person keyword, could be yeah, and a keyword anything. from a clever person can put their resume in front of you when it is complete nonsense. Yeah. So, like, what I did when I was in like recruiting was we were contingent. So, like, I would essentially reach out to businesses um, and say, we we are like a recruitment firm for, like, the medical industry. You're a hospital group or a private practice looking for a doctor and struggling to find someone. We can provide you candidates uh, at zero cost. If you decide to hire them, that's when you pay us for our services. Right. But if yeah. you don't think our candidates are up to snuff, it didn't cost you a damn thing. And if we can't find you quality candidates, it didn't cost you anything. But it comes down to them going like, oh, well, now I have to pay $20,000 for a doctor. But like, well, that's a drop in the hat compared to what you're going to get out of that doctor, right? Like you're, that, his billable or his or her billable hours are going to be significant to what you paid us. But certainly does suck to drop twenty k to get a doctor when you could just get a free or a $5 resume sent over your way. And, yeah. And so are these bolt-ons similarly like where a lot of your potential earnings are caught up in? Yeah, so obviously you wanted them to, you know, get as many add-ons uh, added to their plan mm-hmm. to get the max commission. Um, and, and that's when they're <clears throat> when they're recruiting you, that's what they're talking about, right? They're talking about, like, every phone call is a 10 out of a 10, you know, an albatross landing, um, just you're nailing it. So, yeah, you can make this much money, but you literally have to just be Michael Jordan right. every, every day. Right, and they had, like, different indexes that you, like, metrics that you were up against. So you had to make X amount of calls in a day, and every call counted for a point, and every minute you were on that call counted for a point. Um, But, you know, if you're calling people and it's going straight to voicemail and you're not getting somebody on the other end of the phone, it was just very... I mean, you just were like, well, shit, what do I do? So it was heavily commission-based? Um, pretty much. I mean, the base wasn't great, but they they made it seem like, oh, don't worry about it. Like, you're just going to be blowing your numbers out of the water every yeah. month. And I was like, fuck <clears throat> this. This is, like, too stressful. Like, the reason I left was because I didn't have a good work-life balance. Yep. And, um commission sucked but the in the base was okay at hensley um but yeah i was like fuck that that's like mm-hmm. why i left in the first place and mm-hmm. then i just like straight up quit and they walk you out they they're like no one's gonna want to work two weeks notice if they're all you know mentally checked out so like they logged me out of my computer and yeah oh yeah they know they know what time it is they're yeah like we burnt this person out it's in like so a week. crazy <laughs> that they you say you're you know, here's my notice, and they walk you out. Yeah. Like, well, it's also so absurd oh, that, like... So rude. <laughs> well, it's also weird that, like, the Boomer Gen X class have all come to, like, be like, oh, two weeks notice is, like, you have to do it. It's, like, the right thing to do. And it's, like, it's the right thing to do, but just, like, uh, you should plan for peace and prepare for war, right? Like, I'll give you my two weeks notice, but I plan on being walked out the moment I do that because that's what normally happens now is because the employers have it uh, against us, right? Like <clears throat> the expectation is is that we offer up a pitiful two weeks to transfer out and like, 
you know, take my labor while you find someone else. But a lot of companies have just decided that any employee that doesn't have their like mind 100% set to the company's goals or, you know, like they don't want to be a lifer or like all of a sudden going to start stealing or doing whatever. It's like, bitch, like I need to leave this place on the up and up. Like I'm not trying to like, you know, walk into a new job while my last employer is trying to sue me for theft. Like oh, see, I think what world does that exist? I, the mentality is that I, I like the work I was doing with you as a company. Um, but I found something I want to give another shot at. Sure. And because of my respect to you and this company and the work we've done, I I know that it's going to take you a minute to find someone to replace me. So here's notice now. Nope, you become a thief. And in two weeks. um, Because you know, I didn't give you a two-week notice because my company that's willing to hire me said, you can start in two weeks. Right. They're saying, we need someone now. When can you start? And you go, well, I'd like to give my other company two weeks. And they go, awesome. Yeah. And then you get let go, and then you go back to your company. Like, well, now we've prepared for you to only come in two weeks, so like our training program yeah. isn't going to be ready. Like, that's what's exactly. right. You're going to be burned. So, yep. but I always say, like, you know, I, I I'll always give a minimum of a two week notice um, to any company. Uh, Just even uh, though side, they won't sidebar, they'll level you up right now with thirty days. Is the most polite. Just saying. Yeah. Okay. So, so the even though the company themselves, if they were to let you go, will give you zero notice. Oh, right? for sure. For sure. It is, it is, it is not a two-way street of I'll give you two-week notice out of respect, but you wouldn't give me two-week notice. If I did something wrong and it was a fireable offense, it'd be swift and, and clean. Like, all right, goodbye. Well, and the funny thing, like, when I told I told my boss at Hensley prior to giving my notice that I was looking for another job, and then ZipRecruiter gave, <clears throat> like, told me on a monday like hey we want to offer you the job like when can you start this is the date that you need to start to be in the training group in in the next coming training group and i was like well ideally i want to give them a two weeks notice and it was really a week and a half yeah this is the opportunity you've got and i told hensley and they were like, well, is there any way you can stay and work through the end of the month? And I was like, no, no. I have to start now. Like, I have bills to pay. Yeah. And anybody else that left Hensley for a Crescent Crown or the competition immediately mm-hmm. got walked out. So mm-hmm. I was just like, I understand that you're now in a situation where I'm leaving you high and dry, but I talked to you. Like, I approached you. Also, I, we're going to have to work together. Yeah. Well, very now soon. you work for Boneyard. <laughs> I work for Boneyard and Deschutes, which is through Hensley. Exactly. Like you have to, that, that's the whole thing about maintaining that balance of partnership. It's like, I get frustrated with distributors, right? Because like, it, it, not that it's any, any of my business, to be honest with you, but like, they have this like weird stringent hiring policy about like, hey, if a supplier is going to take you, you got to ask us. And then it's this whole gatekeeping mentality. And they, you know, if they have great people, they'll say no. But it's like, that person wants to go work for a supplier and the supplier will hire them. Like... I've seen Alaska and Amber run into some problems in the market like with that. I've seen a few breweries do it. I've run into a similar problem with some of my distributors like hiring out of their house and stuff like that. But it's like we all know what the fucking racket is, is that wholesalers are incubating for suppliers and that uh, suppliers are incubating for retailers. It's how it works. It's the whole process. It is weird to watch retailers try to come into the wholesaler or the Mm. – the uh, production side of things, because it's like, you're in the Elysian Fields, 
please, what are you doing? Don't come here. (laughs) You're confusing all of us. But um, it it is wild sometimes to just the gatekeeping that like distributors have. It's like, I'm going to work for a brand in your house. We should end this amicably as possible because I still report to this building. (laughs) You know what I mean? It's like, especially for an out-of-state brewery, because it's like your distributor kind of is where you report for things right um outside of like going to the mothership right so it has always been confusing to me that that's kind of the way things happen like i've had people even recently one of my reps from the north moved to phoenix and switched breweries and you know kind of took on a new opportunity that uh was available to him best of luck right jake olson like wish you the best um cool he made that transition easy for me he did a lot of great work on his way out making sure that whoever takes over his route will have a great time doing it uh he left i mean he did give me covid jake um <laughs> however i've you know forgiven him for that and it's it's just You've it's forgiven him for something like for, that. Was he giving me COVID? or something yeah, he, he, i mean well uh <laughs> i open mouth kiss all of my employees oh, on their goodbye. way out. it's yeah, yeah that's, it's a, that's shake hands with your tongue. It, it's it's very important <laughs> that they feel the entire inside of your mouth before they leave uh just, yeah i gotta figure out what just in case doing. <laughs> just, just just in case uh they might want to stay so um no, I, I kid. He probably did give me COVID, though. Um, but again, like, nothing but the best of luck. And, like, we, you know, we really worked together for two weeks, just like with Jake Johnson and 12 West. Like, he even has given me a whole another extra week. Like, it is in everyone's best interest just to be fucking chill and, like, hey, I want to see you succeed. I want to see you succeed, too. Cool. I have this other thing I got to do. Cool. I'm just going to keep doing this because it's the business I'm running. And best of luck to you. Like, now let's make this easy, but it's so weird when you get perp walked out because it's like this other opportunities come up. It's like so everything I've done in the past is now just bullshit, or what the fuck's going on? Yeah, right? you feel like uh, you're being escorted out of a Walmart after you got stealing, right? Like, like you can or go jerking now. off in like, the chi- what? what? Oh. Uh, Sorry, you, you were saying. <laughs> so Judy, as an adult woman, have you ever shit your pants? I left you a nice surprise at the front door. <laughs> I drove all the way from Ahwatukee, and I was like, fuck, not going to make it. Yes, of course. And all those people who say no, and I've heard your episodes, and you're talking about knowing that you have to throw your underwear away, eh, you totally shit yourself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you did. Um, but I actually have a really funny story. Let's hear um, so Shelly at Hensley, she's one of my best friends, and Cody, he um, he's a North Scottsdale rep. We just had a you know this running joke that I always keep an extra pair of pants in my car because <laughs> I don't know if it's genetics or what it is, but like I'm always like, you guys, I'm gonna shit myself. <laughs> like the. The the hair on my arms is sticking up. I'm like, I can't make it. And you know those nice bathrooms. Like, I think everyone knows, like, you know, your golf courses yep. And, yep. and your nice hotels. And you're like, safe way. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know about well, that. It, 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 it's, it's better than a Walmart. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so sometimes, you know, you make it, sometimes you don't. <laughs> but... <laughs> <laughs> Roll those dice. Caught him off guard. But anyway, and so I started with Deschutes and Bonard. Well, (laughs) I sharded. Um, I started with Deschutes and Bonard at the end of May, and immediately they flew all of us out 
to bend for like a you know company-wide sales meeting hell yeah is this Um, like a self-hazing thing you do to yourself uh i guess man (laughs) i don't even know so here i am hired for a new job i'm already hooked let's keep going (laughs) dude and you know usually when i pack like i pack like i'm gonna shit myself every single day it it sounds like because you need to right and one and a half pairs of socks per day one and a half pair of underwear per day like so you're gonna be gone so i yeah well you know for this trip i was like ah, i'm just gonna do a carry-on because last time i flew to the pacific northwest for hop selection they lost my bag and i was the smelly kid wearing the same clothes for like a couple days so i was like fuck that i'm carrying on only and i only brought enough underwear for like one a day mm-hmm. and so the right amount yeah, the yeah. right amount yeah. you know um it was not the right amount. It was not the right amount. <laughs> um, and, like, you forget, like, you're going to a place that has, you know, a Walmart, a Target, yep. where you could yeah. buy if you need to. You could. So, but, you but know. You no. So, anyways, um, I fly into San Francisco, and then I'm waiting a couple hours, and I'm texting my boss, who was supposed to pick me up from Redmond Airport. That's where I was um, flying into. It's 30 like minutes away from bed and he's like oh yeah i'm not gonna make it i was like cool i'm flying into an airport i've never flown into into a town i've never been for a company where i know nobody else i just started your ride isn't isn't coming guess i'm gonna uber any uh (laughs) what any excuse um, he just had some like family stuff that he was sorting out. He drove he was up. Over. No, he was driving up from Phoenix to Idaho because that's where he was from, and he had yes. two kids up there, uh, divorced, and was having some issues with baby mama. Um, decided to stay back. So, anyways, I was what like, does any of that have to do with your onboarding? I don't know, but <laughs> what the fuck? Like, I'll, I'll. All right, it, well, it gets, this is a homie, yeah. not someone that works for the company. No, this was like the person who hired me on. Yeah, that's that, that's why I'm so oh. out of my mind over here. It's yeah. like this is her onboarding trainer. <laughs> <laughs> Could you just imagine, Bobby? Like, you know, I'm just not gonna make it. I guess I'll see you in the tap room. <laughs> I'd be like, is there another person that can get me? I didn't. You didn't give me my company card yet. Like, uh, yeah, and that too. Like, I'm like, I don't have a company card. I'm not gonna charge are you, are like a hundred dollar Uber. Uber? My yeah. Uber. Um, which, again, the trip, the previous trip to the Pacific Northwest, I had to take a two hundred dollar Uber from SeaTac to Yakima. So I was How like, How many miles is that? Is that walkable? No. <laughs> <Yeah>. Okay. Jesus Christ. Two hundred dollar Uber. Is I, not I don't walkable. know. I once yeah. paid two hundred dollars to get to Kachina Village from Demarco's and Flagstaff, and you know what? On second thought, I should have walked it. Oh Maybe. no. Yeah. No. That's probably even better. Yeah. I would have gotten mauled by a bear or cougar, whatever lives up there in those woods. Cougars um, or Scottsdale. Oh right. <laughs> <laughs> um. But anyways, I was like, all right, cool. This is starting to sound like my last trip up here. Cool. <laughs> uh, so anyways, I like notice on my flight from uh, San Fran to Redmond that two rows up, there's a guy wearing a douche shoots hat. And I was like, oh, yeah, obviously there's other people flying in, idiot. Like, just go make friends with somebody. Who has a ride. <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, I get off the airplane, have to piss, um, and I'm like, Fuck, Still trying I, to track this guy. Where yeah, I'm like, where did where did he go? 
and I'm like in the bathroom washing my hands and I'm looking over at this girl and she's wearing a hat and I was like stop staring at her she probably thinks you're trying to like hook up in the bathroom of the Redmond airport how hard were you tapping her foot (laughs) (laughs) um no it was yeah anyways um so I was like, fuck, okay, I'm just going to like walk out and see what I can I can do. And sure enough, there's, you know, other people outside wearing Deschutes shirts and stuff. And I'm like, hey, guys, I'm new. I'm from Arizona. Can I hit you right? just shit my pants. So that was, uh, it, okay, so they were all different people. Yeah. From, all for training? Oh Well, it was, yeah, it, it's training, but it's like all across the country. So there's people so, coming in from Minnesota. So it's like an onboarding week or whatever and everyone comes in from okay. everywhere. Yeah. Okay. Cool. But it's like people who have been with the company for years. It was like a retirement oh, party. Okay. It's 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 called Camp Deschutes. So it's oh, like okay, but okay. but you But they do bring you training. guys in for that, okay? Yeah. And that makes sense if you're going to do an all hands thing to kind of bring for your a new cool brewery. My brewery doesn't do that. I don't yeah. have camp second chance. Well, listen, <laughs> your brewery just isn't cool. It's fine. Yeah, I said um, Victoria. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, um, you know, get checked into my hotel and we go to lunch and every single place we go to has RPM on tap. So we're going from bar to bar and this is the only thing anybody's drinking. What's RPM? Sorry. Um, it, it's the flagship IPA for Boneyard. So it's a Northwest IPA. Oh, hazy? Revolution No, not oh, a hazy. Okay. Okay. Not in New England. A Northwest, Pacific Northwest. Oh, Northwest. Sorry. I, so. For whatever reason, I thought Northeast. Um, okay, so just Just classic. a, like, yeah, okay. classic okay. West Coast I was like, IPA. I was like, geez, you get into hazies, this is going to be a... This would be a messy story. No, and if it had been a hazy, it would have been a, like way worse. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, so at this point, how many bars down and how many beers down are you? We're like down like three, four bars, and we're twelve beers. Yeah, easily, easily, easily. and. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I... Have you I'm, already had your first day of, like, the training thing? No, day, the, uh, so this is day one, so... Hey, I, guys! <laughs> wait, so it starts <laughs> off, you meet these people, you get the ride there, you guys go to Bend. Yes. And then... We go to lunch, and then we just start drinking. So, did you ever even get to the brewery yet? Like, you got No. To, so, everybody's just like, all right, we're connected, you're with, you're hanging out with us now. Yeah. And we're not gonna keep working, we're just gonna go start drinking. Oh, no, yeah, it was like, you... We went to Boneyard. We went. We went to like a bunch of different places, and there was. Uh, was there a boss there? Yeah. Okay. There was a boss. There was like division uh, directors. So, so it was like there was someone there that you would re- report to. Not my boss. Because oh, he's in my boss Iowa. wasn't there yet. Okay, not my boss. Cool. Not my <laughs> boss. So you um, you got a really lucky first day. Okay, like. This probably wouldn't happen if he if you did get picked up by him and then you probably go straight to the brewery and start like stranded in onboarding uh, onboarding pretty quickly, right? No, because it was like planned. Like you were like you check into your hotel, you go to Boneyard Lake Place, and you have beers there. Okay, and then you go to first day is fun. Yeah, the first day you and keep in mind I Mm -hmm. left Arizona at four in the morning and I definitely drank in San Francisco, Mm -hmm. a couple Bloody Marys and whatnot, Pliny's. You you also drank in Sky Harbor. No, I did not oh, drink was, it. Were it they was not open yet. Nothing was open. Four a.m. Yeah, yeah, and I was yeah, like six a.m. Oh, oh shit, yeah. that's right. Yeah. Our so drinking on the walls. plane, drinking in San Fran, 
then drinking on the plane and then getting into bed and then drinking some more so uh, and and then you're also like drinking on the air wobblies right like you've been in the air you're up and down and especially when you're like at least for me <clears throat> when i'm like because i've done this a few times travel across the country you wake up and you know some people don't fucking whoever's raw dog in reality uh <laughs> help go help go, go find help um but like yeah you drink and then you're up in the air and then you're down you're drinking again you're up and then now you're like, okay, and it's noon. Uh, <laughs> and you're just like expected to like last another eight, ten hours. Um, couldn't it you? Yeah. So at this point, we're at some arcade bar. Um, <laughs> and I'm I like, did a, I did a bear. and I'm like, I was like, okay, like, I think this is where I can dip out, you mm-hmm. know, Irish goodbye and walk back to my I'll play hotel like room. like two Mario's and then I'll just kind of slide out of here. Yeah, so I'm just like, you know, I'm like, these people don't know me. They're not going to realize that I'm gone. So I'm like, cool, perfect timing. I'm like, start walking back to my hotel. Nothing like no, Jimmy! Where you Nothing like <laughs> Irish goodbying people that, that really don't know you. So they don't know if you're going to be okay. They're like... She was drunk and now she's missing. Like something, <laughs> not like she got drunk and she's doing her thing. Like th- that's a Judy thing. But they don't know you, so they're like, like I would if I was there. I'd be like, there were six of us. Who's missing? It's the new girl. This is a new town. I don't, do you guys know if she's been here before? I don't know if she's been here before. Like where the fuck did she go? Like is things like that's the first thing I think when you're like, yeah, this is a good time to Irish goodbye. Yeah, and I was like, peace out. And I mean. It's a small town. Like, they put me up at a hotel, like, five-minute walk uh, to the the, the local, Bond Street, the local like, pub. And stab. Yeah. So, that was, like... No. Like, <laughs> Ben is so freaking nice. Okay. I was so, walking oh, around. Nice. Okay, cool. Yeah. Cool. I was walking around, and I'm like, oh, my God. I feel so safe. You know? Like... Oh, nice. That's... I mean, that's, like, after a night of drinking, maybe... I don't know what, how late it was, but, the, like, the there's a lot you... of places people will go... When they get out, they're like, I got a five-minute walk. Ew. Like, oh, also, they're like, uh, I, did, I just checked in. I'm just going to stay in here because I feel if I leave my room, I'm going to get strangled. Well, just like down <laughs> really any street at night, right? Oh, like, well, you know. keep in mind, the sun was still up at 10 p.m. Okay. Because it's fucking, I don't know, well, equator, I don't Jacqueline just you got know. Back from, well, Jacqueline just got back from Indiana, and she was sending me pictures at like 10 p.m. her time, and the sun was like not even like crest setting it was just hanging in the air and i'm like so it's wait i'm sorry 9 45 your time and she's like yeah and i'm like okay well when the sun looks like that here it is like 7 30 exactly <laughs> like, it's wild as shit how like the midwest is just like it is no wonder they're all so fucking mad they're like it is daytime for 18 hours a day well, that makes people happy so but you went there in may right is that what you said yeah uh end of yeah, may like- beginning of June. So it wasn't so. even quite like really in the heart of summer. We're like, no, yeah, no sol- not at all. Solstice is mid July. There was still like yeah. snow on the mountains. It was fucking 60 degrees. I was freezing my tits off. It was awful. Well, it was really nice if you're walking around. But, anyways, like, I'm like, cool, I can walk there. And then I'm like, fuck. Uh, this this hotel's about four not, minutes too far away. I'm like, I am not going to make it. And oh, I so had you to, realize it's mid walk? Yes. Oh, I did. I did that in Wickenburg once, um, but I I did make it. Is there? Did you make it? Did you call somebody? Well, she, no. She's good. Is there any <laughs> no, point of like when you're like, oh shit, I'm gonna shit. <laughs> no, I can make it. Right? Like, is there any of the I I can make this? It or was it just oh, there's a problem? 
No, at that point I had had too much to drink. So it was like, this isn't even going to be a solid. This is going to be like <laughs> fucking straight liquid. Yeah. Yeah. And Area I was like, cool. Code. And with all that, all the drinks, you're probably not eating like super no. healthy. It's like cheeseburgers, right? Yeah. French fries, more yeah. beer, right? So I was like, all right, like, I'm just, I'm just going to go ahead and fucking let it run down my leg. <laughs> so so hold on uh, just real quick because this did happen to me in Wickenburg and I did make it but it, there was a point where I was like I will stop and just squat on the side of this highway that that never crossed your mind you're like just no, popping no, no, a squat no, no. Just no never... this is downtown like I'm in downtown Bend okay, no no and, and again my, my inquiry here is so it's instead of looking like um don't want to use the wrong uh, nomenclature here. Um, you don't want to look like a uh, a traveler without a home. A homeless uh, person. A homeless person. Yeah. Uh, I believe that's they're called the, un- the unhoused, uh, sir. Okay. Um, unhoused. We, we, listen, this podcast is 100% PC, so we just like to keep it that way. Thank you. He's got a weird... Dis- <laughs> Alex has a really weird thesaurus. Um, by the way, like homelessness is like rampant in, oh, yeah. in the Pacific oh, Northwest. No, so for sure. I so probably right would have fit in, yeah. but the whole time I was there, I only saw you're, one you're, you're tarp. Like, one. I will. Yeah. I will walk with shit running down my leg before I look like one of them. Well, I was gonna say like just because it, it's easy to fit in, there's some groups you don't want to fit in. Well, with. no, I'm, right. yeah. I'm just. I, I'm. I'm. Listen, I've been on the cusp of having to make that choice, and I'm just. Did you have a jacket? Yes. Did you do the tie? No. Like, why would you ruin your, why, why do you want two problems? Yeah, I don't. I don't want everybody seeing shit down my pants. But I, I wear leggings. If, if you guys okay. don't know this, this I am always time. wearing leggings. So I was like, yeah, it's they're compressive enough. No one's going to notice. Plus, they're black. Yeah. You okay. know? So, um, the color helps. Yeah. I, I guess just to really drive this home to come, uh, come forward in the future. Um, so... You you, uh, you kind of let loose while you're walking. Uh, how far do you have to go? Is there a chafing situation that no, creates no. itself? No, no. I was like, I had to go up the stairs, and I think that's what pushed it out. <laughs> oh, so, 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 so. <laughs> I was like, fuck. It was just, it it was just straight math. <laughs> Geometry, yeah. compression. Um, so you're you in the like protractor at one point. So, so you're in the you're in the home stretch. Yeah. Right? Oh, so the you're homeless in, stretch. Well, <laughs> also th- this is something we've talked about before. Is like the like, I, and I've heard it on Doctor Drew. I've heard it in a ton of places where it's like you're in the home stretch, and then for whatever reason, like your brain is communicating with your asshole in a way that is very fucked up. Where it's like, okay, we're here. You can start getting ready, and it's like, why are you talking to them, brain? Do not let them know how close to the house we are. Yeah, that we need to GPS. keep it where we were five seconds ago. And it just, sometimes it feels like the closer you get, it's like, okay, we're close, we're close, we're close. And it's like, no, 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 no. Because the slightest misstep at this point, the slightest third stare can really If you think you're going to shit your pants, get some horse blinders. Like, I don't, I don't know, man. But I was like, so close, but so far away. It's got to be just defeating when you're there and you're like, I was so close and then there's shit. Because then it's not even like, oh, now that I just finished my shit. No, like, there's, all, there's so much more work to do and you just want to take a shower and go to sleep, right? Yeah, and, like, and essentially, you know, I got back. I, like, jump in the shower, throw my clothes in a pile. Um, 
I should have thrown my underwear away. No, I brought them back with me. <laughs> you didn't do that like... Uh, the no shame, I like that. The dirty fucking... I was like, I hope TSA goes through my bag and pulls out this fucking dirty You didn't do like underwear. the Marshalls montage where you're like drying it all out with like your feet in the morning and like... No, it was not that? No. No, I was like, cool. I was like, man... Just first- stuff this in a bag and pretend it never happened. Do you... Genuinely, do you think anyone noticed? No. Really? Well, and, no, and th- th- that's what's crazy about the world is people just aren't paying attention. Well, and you Non-stop. know what? I think like she, I'm walking down and then like shit and there's like people walking behind you or because the people are just walking around and then you just hear somebody like, the street stinks. Like, and then you're like, oh God. Yeah, but, I mean, if, if they're, you know, used to the in-house situation (laughs) they're probably used to the smell (laughs) (laughs) well i will tell you that uh downtown denver like straight up their like their main street or whatever where the transit is like there is straight up a a a smell that is associated with walking that and it is fucked um and while i do have sympathy uh for the unhoused and the homeless um it is wild to be in the middle of a, a city center where they're like, <clears throat> there's cops everywhere. There's just a dude taking a shit like 10 feet away. And the cops are just like laughing, turn their backs. Cause, and again, like I don't, while I am critical of the policing system, um, that is something like I do kind of understand where it's like, you have a problem so pervasive that what is the alternative to ruin this person's day, to inflict violence upon them, to, throw them into an incarceral system that doesn't have their best interest in mind or even like no, no one wins. Right. So honestly just letting it happen is morally the right choice, but it's like, fuck man. Like what do you do when, you know, San Francisco level of kind of in a lot of it has to do with like, if you, if you look at, which is weird about Denver and stuff like that, because like most of the unhoused populations are, where it's the weather is the fucking nicest year round, so people don't die outside. But then Colorado and Arizona have these huge homeless populations. <laughs> Sorry, that was weird. Have these huge homeless populations, but it's like, listen, just being an Arizona resident with a home, an AC, and like living uh, a great life, uh, it is frustrating. The heat. I could not imagine trying to live here on the streets. You just see people with a leathered skin after long enough, right? Like, it's, mm-hmm. it's crazy. Yeah. Well, and you know, the way I feel is that if I had, like, dropped trout, uh, actually drop a log, somebody from my company would have seen me. And it would have <laughs> been then, way worse. I don't know. I think I would, I, if I saw some, I'd probably tell, like, my most trusted friend there and I go, legitimately, you can't tell anybody. But I have to tell somebody. But that's just because we're awesome. Um, and then I go, she can fucking party. Like, <laughs> we're doing, we're, I, I, let's see if we can make this happen again, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but man, I don't, like I said, I don't know if it's genetics or something, but like, this is something that it constantly happens. So I think you brought it up on uh, Drew's uh, episode uh alex texts me and he's like hey um do you want to do the podcast and i was like oh did shelly tell you i shit myself all the time (laughs) (laughs) this is one of my favorite interactions is like actually no but i am so interested whatever the fuck's going on right now and um so for like 10 years i thought i was lactose intolerant 
And I was like, You're fuck just it. I'm still, <laughs> I was like, fuck it. I'll just eat cheese and, mm-hmm. you know, pay the price. And then uh, a couple of years ago, my doctor's like, actually, you have gallstones. We need to take out your gallbladder. And I was like, okay, cool. First thing I did was like, go eat all the cheese and ice cream. And I was oh, like, yeah. oh, cool. It was that. This is why I couldn't eat you know dairy because mm-hmm. it was just so fatty so it just caused all these issues mm-hmm. and at this point i i think i saw like something on like instagram like a meme that says like my toxic trait is eating food that i know is gonna oh, make me shit. sick yeah. oh for sure and i'm like that is 100 percent me like i am gonna it's, go it's eat and you know i'm i'm mexican like i have a stomach of steel like i can eat spicy food but in the right combination with drinking as much as we do and some of the shitty food that we eat, I'm just like, oh, man, I'm not going to make it. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, uh, Science Corner with Alex. Um, there, like When it comes to that, there is a ton of gen- genetic stuff. We've talked to a, a bunch of different things. Uh, we've talked about the pyloric valve. We've talked about a bunch of different stuff on how the digestive system works. I mean, just even... <clears throat> and. This isn't meant to be misogynistic, just it is the science. Like, when you talk about, like, processing alcohol, women lack an enzyme, right? And uh, it's it's pretty well known. And it just, men possess it. It helps us break down alcohol faster um, or anything fermented, actually. So, like, <laughs> even the properties of, like, kimchi or, like, black garlic and things like that, it's actually tied into it, which isn't talked about nearly as much. But... <clears throat> I think that probably has something to do with back of like hunter-gatherer culture back in the day. However, I'm not a scientist. Um, Wait, what? <laughs> what? That's why I got you as a get or a coast. Oh, <laughs> Fact uh, check. <laughs> but um, some of those things, especially when when you talk about beer and like you know, uh, you would kind of touch on it a brief earlier. Like, yeah, you're 12, 15 beers in. The food's not so great. It's not even the food's not so great. Sometimes. It's just too decadent. Like no, the food is the, always the, great. Dif- the difference it's between like like McDonald's fries shit. and a Big Mac, and like Fagua with like perfect roasted mashed potatoes, uh, will not be the caloric count because those will probably be the same. <laughs> um, it'll just be like the way you in, 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 interact with it, right? And like in our industry, there is a lot of decadent food that is out of control that's always put in front of us. Um, well, and no, then, it's definitely and then a lot of carb quality, he- uh, carb heavy stuff. You're getting as well. lower quality stuff too, right? Like if you go eat fast food, if you like Taco Bell tonight, <laughs> that's lower quality than if you're like, oh, I want to add a sprout sandwich. Right? No, like, no, for sure. Or even like a burrito at a Mexican joint. Like they're using higher quality meat, but there's still just so much oils and sauces. And, that, and, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Know, is like, like you, you like you know, Fungua has like whether it's better for you than like the pink like paste nuggets is that there's just so much oil and fat in there anyways that, like, what is the difference in our industry? Like, you could eat McDonald's or you could just eat the shit that's put in front of us half the time anyways. And Oh, yeah, like when you sit at a, an account, like, oh, the chef wanted to make this new Oh, hey, are you hungry? Meal. Fucking Try shout it. out Vito. Just uh, hit us up with some fucking of those... Yeah, my, the dirty burger, dude. Did I, you try it? I, I had it's fucking good. I, 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 had, I had half of one, dude. It was, and, and that's just the fucking thing. Is like that thing is an exquisite work of art, but like it's still packing a fucking intestinal fucking punch, bro. <laughs> like, and that's the world we exist in, right? And um, you know, whether it's ethnicity or gender or or even the the infinite complexity. Of what's called biodiversity, which means that from human to human, we're mostly the same. But 
You finding... said you weren't a scientist. This is sounding like a little bit of science. <laughs> but the the fact he is, he has Google open from his browser right now. He's like, mm, he's like prepped. Sure. Listen, I, I think in the, in the early show notes, I, I think I said you weren't allowed to mention that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But with biodiversity, that means that, well, even like while your sister or your identical twin is like very close to you, like they could have the cilantro gene or like it's so a dice roll when we're born, right? Like is it like the practice of medicine is like generally this works for that and then we keep a log, right? Like that's how it works. And so when it comes to like processing alcohol and like fatty foods or even just like shitting your pants on a regular basis. Uh, <laughs> it, it really truly can be genetic and like, God, um, I'm glad I didn't get that gene. I'm just saying, but you got the liar gene. Which <laughs> <laughs> Pretty honest guy. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know about that. Except you lie about this pan shitting thing all the time. Yeah. I will. I'm telling you, the second it happens, I'll call you. I swear. I was I mean, pretty close the other day. Uh, I had like the most intense abdominal pain going like, I know I need a shit, but I have to like, I was like sending this email. But right I have to I drain to two gym. more of these fucking solo uh, cups before I get out of here. It was, yeah, it was like, it was like, it felt like, like a hot rod in my abs. Like someone's like. Oh, you got a shit. And he was like, <laughs> it wasn't like, <laughs> abs, 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 abs. No, like, you know, when you get that stomach clench of the, oh, it was I that, know. it was like by far the most pain where like, I was literally like holding onto my car door and I was like, oh, oh. I was like, if anybody sees me right now, this is going to look bad. Where were you? I was now- going to the gym. Oh, yeah. So I had to use a gym toilet, which wasn't great. No, my my sole purpose now in life is going to be to make you shit yourself at an account. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> How much Visine is in your purse? There is a, I mean, like, I got some performing enhancing drugs, right? Like, uh. Viagra? It, that too. Um, but no, I take, um, I take Adderall. He's like, I take a ton of opioids constantly, constantly. So, I mean, <laughs> between caffeine and Adderall, like, caffeine and amphetamines, like, I know I need a shit, like, immediately in the morning. So, I wait until that happens. And then I leave the house. Oh. Um, and then you just don't eat very much because it's such an appetite. Both of those are an appetite depressant. So, like, typically, I'm if I'm lucky, I'll eat, a, like, a banana in the morning. Ugh, but I normally won't bananas. eat till like, 2 is the earliest I'll eat in the day. Uh, most of the time. And, like, that's – and then in the work day, like, am I going to stop and eat while I'm working? I just need to get a million things done. So I'll, the first time I eat is normally dinner when I get home. So it's just not like I just have a bunch stewing around while I'm at account. So there's like, there's just not a lot of opportunity to shit myself. So, first of all, I don't leave the house till I know <laughs> that I am like good to go. <laughs> totally I'm out. like cleared out. I like religious about my Listen, coffee. Listen, my the start time is going to be a little dicey. Uh, are you cool with that? <laughs> Um, and usually, like, I'm just like, who am I working with today? Where are we going to go eat? And it's really funny that we I plan my day out that way. I'm like, oh, I really feel like mac and cheese from a crow or what, oh, yeah. you know? Okay. Um, okay. So I'm just like, I know what I'm going to eat. Like, I know what I'm getting myself into. Do you still have lactose issues? No. Okay. No. Yeah, so they removed no, no, my okay. gallbladder. Uh, because I meant to follow up on that yeah. earlier because, like, when I was younger, I had severe lactose uh, allergies, lots of allergies. Actually, I was a very sick child. 
Um, but through like lots of therapy, uh, goat milk was one of them. Uh, I did develop a. You a, used a, therapy to get rid of lactose intolerance. Well, actually, a lot of food allergies I used like uh, exposure therapy, which like goat's milk is like less That's intense. Crazy. I've than, never heard of this. Yeah, so like, you know, cow's milk is not meant for us to be drank. All that you could harp on it. I'm not here to try to change anyone's mind. Dude, people have been sucking on but, udders since the beginning of time. That's all, not true. Hundred uh, percent true. It's, it's I sucked nice on udders. It's, it's absolutely that's not, not a nice baby. way to talk about your mom, <laughs> girl. But goat's milk is something that human beings have been ingesting for longer, and it is a little more friendly with our bodies. And so, <clears throat> as a child, like. I ate cereal with water and or goat's milk, and I took in small amounts of goat you milk. You fucking savage. Cereal with water? Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. So, like, until I was, like, 15, I didn't really eat dairy of any sort. And then uh, I can now quite Have a bit. Have you ever heard of anybody eating um, cereal So my grandpa would feed me Fruit Loops and Sprite. What the fuck? Yes, yeah, I had yeah. Fruit Loops and water. Yeah. Great combination, by the way. It actually, when you think about it, like milk's only adding that like whey sort of like texture to it. Water and cereal taste the same. Uh, it's just the whey texture, which is different. And um, uh, you can actually apply that to cocktails. Uh, like, um, uh, what, what do you call it? Uh, clarifying with milk. Um, with a lot of cocktails, what it does is it removes all the the, the like um, perishable like citrus and stuff like that. It leaves the whey, but removes all the milk. It's like a whole process. Same kind of thing. Um, uh, Are you saying the whey is what makes it white, softer, and like more uh, like palatable? Whey oh. is what makes milk white. Is that what you're saying? N- no, 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 no. <laughs> oh, no, no. What did you say? Clarified. When you clarify. Uh, like a cocktail with milk. What you do is you pour milk into it. It curdles. You remove the curdles through a oh. filter. It clarifies it. But what it does is it removes so it removes the, the curdles, <laughs> removes the curdles, leaves the way. Got it. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, which will still make you shit yourself. <laughs> um, regardless. Um, but isn't it, there a thing it called gives like it clarified a, milk though? Yeah. Do they use milk? I'm not a scientist. Huh. <laughs> Someone let us know. Someone, yeah. someone, someone uh, text me. Someone from Australia showed us up. Yeah, text me. <laughs> text me. Do it as the notes to our Venmo. Like, yeah, Bobby. Text it to Bobby. Forward out. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't have a number memorized. Oh, but that would be hilarious. Um, so how long were you on that trip out to Vegas? Oh, yes. uh, I was out there for a week. It was... Do you the, get into more like hood shit? Heavy drinking, party Oh, nights, every like, single night. Like, my boss, who couldn't pick me up, was like... Don't be out all night partying with everybody. And like, you're like, don't have family issues and not be able to pick up your employees at, to- at the right time. Don't do the thing that you plan to come out here and do. Yeah. I was like, you know what? I started hanging out with some of the other people from my division who are degenerates yeah. and drink so much. So I was like in bed early some nights, though. Like they were up till 4 a.m. partying that. at the. What, what's at cutoff time? Like how we? Oh no, it's two. But they were partying at the hotel lobby okay. bar, um, just throwing beers back. And Friday, the night before, or the day before, I had to fly back. We had like activities planned, and I was like, "Yeah, I'll go mountain biking." And that morning, I like text my boss, and I'm like, "That was actually there." And I was like, "I'm too hungover." Yeah. I was like, "I do not want to be the reason I slow you down." Yeah. And then I let, nice. later uh, talked to one of my national <clears throat> counts, uh, 
reps and she was like dude it was such a technical ride like it was so hard and i was like cool i would have been throwing up oh, yeah. all over the place and it would have probably been way worse if i had gone you know what's crazy is like speaking of like when is the last call like when can you stop drinking like brooke and i went to denver march um and it was you know we went and hit a couple places and we were we were drinking real slow like we were just kind of slowly bar hopping and you know, if we found a place we really liked, we stuck around for an extra drink, but we weren't like going super hard. And we're like, all right, let's let's head back. We drove out this time, and sometimes we do, or sometimes we drive. We're like, well, we drove this time, so we're gonna drive back to the Airbnb. We're like, well, let's stop and get some beer, beer. at the gas station right. before. And it was like twelve thirty, mm-hmm. so like you know, it wasn't super late. But like, well, yeah, we'll have another beer to wind down with the TV show. We're on vacation, uh, and then go to bed. And I go to a gas station, grab, they had Montucky and six packs. I was like, fuck yeah, dude, grab that. I walk up to the uh, cashier and he's like, and I was like, yeah, it's just this. And he's like, yeah, it's too late. And I'm like, it ain't that late, dude. What's up? Like, you know, I'm just like not thinking. I was like, it ain't that late. Like, I'm going to keep drinking. And he's like, no, it's too late. And I'm like, for what? Like, yeah. I don't understand what's happening. As you like, bust out your like Arizona I'm, driver's yeah, license like, that expires like in. <laughs> You when know, I'm 65 yeah. or something. So I, um, I yeah. am like ready to pay for it, do everything. Um, I'll need another one because this is an experiment beer. Um, uh, and he's like, we, he's like, we stop selling Seven alcohol nine. at midnight. midnight yeah. And I was like, you stop selling alcohol at midnight? You do? What? Yeah. And like in my mind, I was like, Colorado stops selling beer at midnight? Crazy. You're but the one that lied. The way I said it was, you stop selling beer at midnight? <laughs> uh, and he's like, yeah. I'm like, oh, shitty. Were you poking him in the chest? And then I go to grab the six pack, and I was like, I guess I'll put this back. And he just hand over the whole six pack. He's like, I'll do that. And I go, okay, and walked away. And I was like, the fuck? Like, you never think about this different laws in different yeah. states. It's like, not everybody stops selling alcohol at two. Some places later you know yeah. some places never well that's how it is in my hometown so every time i go home for the holidays my mom like knows we're heavy drinkers like my dad <laughs> fucking loves bud light which is why Yo, judy's coming home <laughs> Grab a few. and i usually bring like a lot of beer back with me um my dad either drinks bud light or porter okay. stouts, so it's very fucking weird. That is but, very fucking weird. But anyways, yeah, they stop letting you buy at midnight, and then on Sundays you, you can't, can't buy. buy at all. So, oh, is, so that, that, is there different laws for on and off prem? Because I feel like the bars weren't closing down right. by midnight. The, the bars are uh, open. It used till to be two. so different here too. Okay. Like, you That's used to not be able to like. Fuck. It used to be one p.m. or one a.m. cutoff time here. You couldn't buy alcohol until ten a.m. on Sundays. Um, those laws only changed in the last ten years. Um, so I've got a question for you guys. Yes, and we'll we'll figure it out. I don't know if you guys already know the answer to this. Do you think beer? Buttholes. Sorry. <laughs> Buttholes. That's okay. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, <laughs> do you think beer can hold its carbonation if it's been frozen? Um, Just give an answer. Okay. Don't give a whole explanation. Yes. 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 That sounded pretty flat. I just opened it. Is this it beer still has frozen? been fro- no, but it was frozen earlier to the point of denting. Oh. oh no, that's flat as fuck. You can just see it as it pours. No. Oh no. Okay. That. Oh, it looked looked flat as shit. 
Oh shit. I only I... said yes because I've been drunk enough to like Freeze throw these. beers in the freezer because I was like, I want this to be fucking cold. Mm-hmm. Like penguin's ass. And then And then you wake and up and then I forget about it and I wake up. It's funny up. you say it's penguin's like ass because foamy. the last beer I froze, um, I came home and I'm like looking I'm like, fuck. I just brought home a four pack of imagine imaginary penguin um sunrise it's so good and i'm like i drank two of them where the other two and i I couldn't find them because i was a little tipsy and then uh about halfway through the next day jacqueline's like hey so like um were you like excited to drink some sours or like uh and she sends me a picture and i was like oh it's still got carb yeah wow and she's like, and I was like, oh, did they explode? And she's like, no, they're the only beers that have never exploded when put in a freezer. And I was like, fuck. It's probably because it, it, it's well, all well, fucking. I, I knew what that meant, but I was like, I was like, well, that's cool. <laughs> like, I'll just pretend she's telling the truth. <laughs> <laughs> also, I only put like shitty beer in the freezer. Yeah, you know, I wouldn't put a craft beer in the freezer. So shame on you, man. I totally forgot. Uh, well, actually, this one I didn't forget about those easy livings I put in there, and then I this tastes like trash. Food. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't taste good, but it's carbonated. My Montucky palate says that it tastes. Um, I think it tastes better. But in the back of my <laughs> mini fridge, it was the only one in the six pack that was frozen. I was like, I've got a science experiment for scientist Alex. No, yeah, I I'd actually come with a scientific fact prepared today, but since he didn't put me in a corner, I'll just save it for the next time. It didn't put you in a corner? Well, no one put me in a corner. Like I'll put you in a fucking corner. Okay, fine, I'll tell you. <laughs> so, uh, <clears throat> uh, the technical name for a blimp and or a zeppelin is a dirigible. No. Fucking nerd. No. <laughs> I, I feel like that's your line. I'm so glad you said it. <laughs> now, I only bring this up oh, because I want to play a game. How many blimps... No zeppelins, just blimps. How many blimps do you think there are in the entire world? Okay. Thirty-nine. Okay. How many do you think? Sixty-nine. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a, two in a row. <laughs> nice. Two in a row. Um, I like the low guesses. Um, that's on point. There's twenty-five huh. blimps in the entire world. What's the one they do at the ball games? Where they used to? What so was that one the uh, so the Goodyear blimp and Goodyear blimp. So sometimes, and and here's uh, the funny thing about dirigibles is that the difference between a blimp and a zeppelin is that a zeppelin has a hard, rigid body, right? Like, I knew uh, that. Yeah, of course. And then a blimp doesn't actually have a body. It's just an inflated, like, balloon <laughs> with, a, uh, with a cabin attached to it, well, right? there's the, a the, part the, the, of a blimp that's hard, and it's its blimp hand. Mm-hmm. <laughs> keep that blimp hand strong. <laughs> keep that blimp. Keep it. No! Keep that blimp hand strong! But, yeah, so I just some stuff I was learning in uh, COVID quarantine. <clears throat> but, yeah, um, Zeppelins and blimps have some sordid history in the world. And there is some theories that had uh, Hindenburg never happened that they might be more reliable. Did you say Hindenburg didn't happen? No. There is some theories that if Hindenburg had never oh. happened, oh, that, that's not what I heard. The, the Zeppelins, like, so the Empire State Building was originally designed to be a Zeppelin refueling station. Mm. 
that's with that is, little prick up there. Yeah, that's the <laughs> the intended purpose of the, its top is is that entirely actually. People really put the the blimp thing in their whole uh, in, like all their eggs in that basket. Well, again, if the Hindenburg accident had never happened and made public outcry so against it, like blimps and Fucking zeppelins hydrogen. and dirigibles in general are safe. The, so the thing that makes blimps and therefore any dirigible. Again, the only thing that I know to be another dirigible is a Zeppelin. But um, the, so it takes very experienced pilots because no flight is the same. Like, it, it's all about, like, being a good pilot. There is no autopilot in these things. Like, you have to, like, be an engaged pilot. And uh, I I fly with someone who is a pilot a lot. And, Would you put um, a hot air balloon in a Derringer category? A hot air balloon is not a dirigible. Fuck. Yes. Uh, it is its own whole kind of, like, deal of chaotic <laughs> hotter balloon rides are a lot of like luck given chaos of weather prediction like it just takes one bad weather prediction and one inexperienced fucking pilot in a like hot air balloon to the, send things sideways I feel like the same with a blimp you just get blown all over the place god name of my next porno <laughs> listen Dan Blazarian no one wants to hear it <laughs> sorry about that it was short-lived. Yeah, well. Um, yeah, so that was, uh, I guess, Alex's science corner, is that dirigibles are blimps and zeppelins. Uh, I don't know how many zeppelins are in the world. Uh, the the things I was reading and listening to didn't really talk about that a lot. Should you got uh, any weird yes. facts that you know? No, not, no, I don't want to put anybody to sleep. Thank you for gracing us. But in lieu of putting someone to sleep, tell us about a terrible coworker. Oh, man. Um... So this isn't like a recent one. This this was when I worked at Helio Basin. Um, was it the owner? No, wait. I was thinking Hilton. Sorry. No, shout out. No, <laughs> Brian Hilton. Um, <laughs> no, it wasn't him. Uh, no, I we literally had um, you know this kid that we worked with, Justin. Fuck you, Justin. Um, yeah, yeah, fuck you, Justin. <laughs> so. That was just fucking awful, man. Like, kid had been there, I think, since day one. I forget. Um, my buddy, Doesn't Brian. Fuck this was prior Hensley? Yeah, so I left Four Peaks because they're like... I, I interviewed for a sales job at Four Peaks. And as, Teddy was as, like, no! Uh, no, it wasn't Teddy. It was uh, Max McClure and Jeff Eater. They're like, hey. Oh, Jeff, what's up? <laughs> they were like, hey, um, you have no experience. Why don't you go get some and then That's reapply. what I would say about Jeff Eater. And I was like, cool, That's cool. like all the same, like the exact same um, line that I was getting. Yeah. Like the, everything I- in the same vein. It was, oh, you don't have any experience. You're like. The people who have experience are jaded. Like true, but also rude. I had also true. I had been, you know, with the company for <laughs> X amount of years. I knew culture. I knew the beer better yeah. than some of the and the as sales a reps. Bartender, server. Yeah, like, you're, you're selling still beer. selling. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know how to talk about it. Like it's not like I went through a training program that made me who I am. Like right. I just treated an account like I would sell them a beer. If like, someone's like. Well, what about this beer? Well, I know it, so I can talk about it. Like, Right. Yeah. So they're like, this is a laundry list of things that you have to do before you can reapply. One of them being beer server certified. Easy. Yeah, it was uh, easy. And it then is. they're like, you need 40 hours of uh, sampling at beer festivals. So 
Uh, shout out to Caitlin for getting me a job with Lagunitas at that time. Caitlin! How uh, would anybody follow up on that, though? Like, yeah, yeah, I did it. I did the 40 hours. Yeah. I'm like, I've done seven strong beer fests. Right. Am I good? Yeah. They can't check. Yeah. Um, so anyways, I did that, um, got my 40 hours, and then um, I was on the verge of applying to Santan um and dustin who was one of the owners at helio had brewed beer shout out dustin yep. <laughs> he's from uh, us i've, I've never met him i've never met him but i know mike really well yeah i, I fucking I've love never mike. met never well, met dustin and this is like the funny thing because i knew dustin coming on to the job um and by the end of my time with helio i feel like i got super close with mike and mike is rad and I, I really <laughs> learned to dislike Dustin towards the end. I mean, thank you for giving me the fucking opportunity. I appreciate it. But, dude, he was one of those people who's like, no, I won't brew a hazy or a sour. And I was like, well, this is what people want. Yeah, and Money here and we that. are a couple of years later and this brewery doesn't exist. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, so, you know, brewed at Four Peaks, brewed at Southern Tier, came back opened up helio and then so yeah i um he scoops me up and he's like yeah come like interview and i did and that's where i met chris rogers he's the man shout out chris yeah i thought i was i was kind of hoping that when you said it was a helio base and that chris was the worst co-worker no (laughs) never chris has never been anyone's worst dude he's too hard working no and it was funny because i (laughs) trained too good my very first day I trained with Chris. He's like, meet me at Hula's Modern Tiki on 7th Street. And yep. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, And I was man. like, cool. And then he's like introducing me to all these people. And he's like, this is going to be a good account for you. And, you know, because he mm-hmm. was basically like training me. He was kind of doing some sales there. Yeah, he was doing some sales. But he was like kind of making sure that like I took over. Mm-hmm. He was, because he's amazing. It was nice yeah. handoffs. Yeah. And <laughs> fuck, dude, I really wanted to go to Tops. Because they still have a Helio Basin beer, the Monarch, the one that Chris, it's Chris's recipe. Oh, really? It's a barrel age, um, Belgian. So I saw. It's still there? I saw somebody sent me a picture and I was like, fuck, I need to get by Tops to buy that beer. Because it's a barrel age beer and (laughs) I. Give me Bobby too many ideas. Yeah. So I was like, shit, dude, one of these days I need to go see. Because they were Bobby, one of the go. only. Yeah. I'm universally disliked there. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> they hate me. They let's like go. me, but they hate my distributor. Well, they hate me personally. So let's go. Let's do it. Well, I don't want to do that. Oh, oh <laughs> you, like, you want to walk around all, all, all the rest of the time. <laughs> they like me. He's like, I but do not, not want to be associated with you. Because if I leave house, then they'll buy I could, I could salvage. No, 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 it's it's okay. No, 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 it's fine. You you, you keep Listen. maintaining a relationship of a, of an account that doesn't buy your beer. No, no, no. I'm just, this, I don't. This, I'm not only not, like like I don't only like people that do business with. Bro, them. Like, I've hung I out like with you people. too many times having sales talks. We were like, listen, if they're not buying a beer from me, uh, I pulled up my sales report. They had one six. I said, go suck my dick. And you're over here that. trying to maintain relationships with an account that doesn't buy. Your they beer. were nice. Come on, uh, Ben and the Del- fuck they are. Uh, a single name one Eccles that is nice. Ben wrong. I, uh, fuck you! That nice was that was actually Ben was Fred, actually the answer. Kristen and Kristen, Kristen, Kristen. Yeah. Kristen. No Kristen. one Whatever. cares because she's a liar. No, and a they're nice. Uh, ben nice. was the right answer. I thought you were going to say Kristen. they were. All, they were all nice to me. Uh, even I, Greg liked nice. me. Um, 
So they always supported me. They're like, yeah, we'll take a couple cases whenever. Sure, I was new. better with Greg after. So he was real shitty to me first. And then the next oh, time I came in, I was just like, cool thing he does. direct shit back. And then we were tight. Like some people you just need to kind of poke back as hard as they poke you. Oh, for sure. To earn their respect. And be like, I'm not going to take the shit that you like, get, normally get away with of like just mowing people over. Um, I'm going to push it right back. And then you, they're just going to talk to you. Like it, the same thing happened at GCM, man. Like, yeah, I was just going to say GCM, dude. So, yeah, I, I've experienced that. That, that, is, that is not the experience I had with Craig. Uh, I've experienced that with. <clears throat> Mickey at fucking Kings. Oh, uh, experience it, experience it with Chris at GCM. I experienced it a lot of places. <laughs> um, and I guess, you know, it's the same thing with Greg Eccles is like, I thought we had a rapport and then he called me at my home on a weekend to motherfuck me and uh, he can suck my dick and him and his entire lying ass family can suck my fucking ass. Ouch. Period. All day. That's Anyways, Alex moving on. Um, Alexander Phillips... <laughs> Says Greg Eccles, just like I did at the Brewers Ball, is cunt. Ouch. That's it. Um, Mickey, so hey, let's go anyway, back to what you so were doing. Hey. I want to go back to this the Mickey the thing because okay. he was like such a fan of me because here I am, girl rep, fucking girl self, self distro. I would go and sell him some beer, and then I would turn around and come back in my little Mazda RX-8, fucking Fast and Furious style, fucking... With beer. With a bunch of just, six stills and cases. Just ripping LEDs, yep. flashing. Yeah. All yep. Right, I'm into it. And he was just like... He's one like, time, I was in there delivering beer, and he's just fucking ripping into, like, Hensley Rep or whoever. And he's like, yeah, this girl has more fucking balls than you. Like, look at her coming in here and delivering her own beer. And I'm like... Like, I'm just gonna put this back here. Uh, he's a big fat guy, right? Um, I mean, yeah. I mean, Mickey, no, he not like super fat. I he mean, was, he wasn't like a fit, strong guy no, that was like hard, no. right? Like, M- he was just like Mickey a fucking was big less fat than me, but not an in shape man. So right. here's where I get. This is my whole mentality too. When people talk shit, okay, I could fucking hit you. Right? Like, you don't realize... Like, you, if you're talking shit to me, I'll fucking deck you in the goddamn out. You do not speak to other people like Bro, that. Bro, the, the amount of times I look at people shit. and I'm just like, you realize that if I wanted to strangle you to death right now, I could. And the way... Like, the whole Greg Eccles thing. It's like, I could strangle you to death right now. Well... But you want to talk to me like I'm your houseboy. Well, Interesting approach. This, Mickey's leaning into this dude saying that they don't have balls and they suck like like dude i'm a salesperson for a company my job is to do the things and and, and, yeah, and get you product you how the company how the company the gets it grip. it's not yeah. like i got medicine for your dying mother or i spit in your <laughs> mouth or well hey like, now it's, i pay extra for that you sell you sell product this is how my company works and i got the product if i forgot to do something be like i want to do less business with you because of that that's that's a fair response. I want to do okay. less business with you because you didn't do your side properly. But to disrespect me publicly like that, like, no. Not and you know chance. what? I don't really know the situation. I just was like, oh, this is awkward. I am going to deliver my beer. No, this is the podcast where we talk shit. Well, I, yeah, I just so didn't just know what that, was. Talk that talk. I didn't know, like, you know, I didn't have all, all the information Sure. 
Yeah. I'm like, I don't know why this guy is getting fucking <clears throat> ripped a new asshole by Mickey. Like, yeah. it's not not of my concern. Yeah. So, so I was like, cool, dip out. But anyways, back to the story. Yes. Um, we had a coworker, Justin, and Fuck this him. fucking Fuck kid, you, dude. Um, first of all, I was brought on to do sales, but I did everything. You know, obviously delivery driver. Um, but I Thank also you. like bartended and served at the, at the pub and we had, um, this girl that we had hired, Kristen, fucking love Kristen. She, um, she wanted to be assistant brewer and, you know, she was in there cleaning kegs and sometimes like she would come in to serve and like the whole setup there was weird because two people could fucking run that restaurant right oh geez yeah. and and then so she it's would huge but efficient yeah so she would like walk out to you know go clean some kegs to be filled uh for our deliveries later in the week and this fucking asshole would take because we pulled tips he would steal hours from her and at one point, Ooh. I caught him, and I was like, yo, buddy, like, we close at this time. Why did you pay yourself X amount of hours? Like, I'm sorry that... I knew it, when you got in, and I know when yeah, you were getting out. Yeah, like, there's no mm-hmm. new, like, you're not adding money to the tip jar at this point. Like, if you're still doing side work, that's just part of the fucking job. That's why you get paid yeah, when, hours. when you're splitting hours, like, there is a... A window that counts and a right. window that is just like side work. Side work, yeah. so hurry the fuck up. Yeah. Or prep better or whatever the fuck, right? Like, <coughs> that, I would say there's. Th- well, that shit, like, is. <clears throat> I would say there's a window it's, of it's for theft, opener. I fucking hate that kind of shit. I think there's a window for openers and closers. Sure. That one hour you extra. Can, 15 minutes. Do. No, that was 30 no. minutes. So, so in, if the, you in, in the Iggy prep, days, if you closed, uh, we had a close time. It was 1 a.m. back <laughs> in the day. You got paid to two. And if you opened, you got paid an hour before we opened. It was an hour, an hour. That's how it worked. Like, there's an hour of prep, an hour of cleaning. Whatever it was, whatever anyone wants to count it, like, it's added in. Like, that's what, you just do it. But, like, to add extra time and steal from your fellow bartenders, well, especially when it's all, like, there's a schedule. It's all laid out. Like, you're clocking your clock out. Like, this is a fucking team effort, bro. I would say it's, I wouldn't give... It depends on like what you have to do to open, what you have to do to close. So like, sure, there's different bars. Work some of ways. your time where you have to, you have like that's the time it takes you to open, and that's part of like the business to, to allow yeah. you have tips, it, it, right? Iggy's was an hour open, and then up. separately you do have side work. And if there's you know to open up, you need to do this much side work, but the rest is to open the place up to do business. The portion that it takes to get the business open. Is part of like where you'd get tips, of course, and then yeah. the other things like rolling silverware or like doing the little cleaning and like the sure, walking. Sure, like your side work, your side work. But like if you come in and you got to haul fifteen buckets of ice, you got to fucking crank out like an iguana max. It was like uh, four to six limes, depending on which day it was, and then like but this a dude third seemed of, like he was like yeah. skimming off. No, yeah, and really, this, that's a whole different thing. There wasn't enough side work to justify that, and like a few of us closed, and we're like, dude, like. By like nine thirty, the whole downstairs, I already have it like chairs up, locked up, like ready to go. Cause it's not like we have like a line out the door, you know. It's yeah. not like we're telling people like cutting people off, like hey, we're closing. 
you know, last call. No, it was never like that. And then, you know, the closer would lock up and do the money and do tips for everybody mm-hmm. at the end of the night. So I called him. I, I called him out. I was like, yo, why did you give yourself extra money? And he was like, well, I I had to stay a little extra. And I was like, yeah, it's that's because that you're busy. slow at your job yeah. doesn't mean this. Like, yeah. Right? Like, if I know I'm closing and like I'm scheduled an hour after close, I know what I should be is like 30 minutes on the clock of that to be for tip. And then the other 30 is like what I have to do. But all, like I'm a slow closer. I want things to, like I want to take my time. I don't want to sweat the very last few minutes like aggressively trying to like flip chairs and, and like super fast mop. I'd rather just do the job slower and better and like listen to music or podcast, go home. Uh, but I don't tack on all that extra time that right. I'm taking my time to it because I'm choosing to take my time. Sounds like this dude's like, yeah. oh, well, you know, I had a sweep extra you know like and and that's like the thing like he there wasn't anything he could justify Mm -hmm. and so i called him out on it and so now we were like keeping an eye on it yeah and then so one day Kristen is like hey like um so like i had to go clean kegs for an hour and he docked an hour from my tips and i was like yeah no like he doesn't have the authority to do that like yeah like you're still oh, so now he's also like trying to dictate other like he's yeah. like i deserve extra but also that person less. deserves that person less. wasn't on the floor helping <sighs> bringing yeah. tips and i was like no 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 fuck you dude so anyways and then there was this other time whole other different time where um you know like i i was doing sales in the morning and then would come in and like open or like work the floor for a little bit and they decided to introduce craft cocktails um they brought um i think his name was justin from how how much notice did you get for that just like you showed up to work and they're like oh no we had a training we had a training Um, you said all of a sudden i was like well Sometimes I know how this goes where it's like, and we're doing this. Hey, no, everybody. it was like we all had to train right. with, I, I think his name was Justin from Barbianco. And I was like, dude, we're fucking like. Some of all these Justins. I don't know either. That's get out of here. But so, you know, he's making an old fashioned with an orange, not a lemon or a lime, Bobby. <laughs> that um, wasn't me. That was my buddy. <laughs> but good call. Um, and he goes to peel and he claims he has all this fucking bartending experience and he goes to peel the orange and the idiot fucking just takes the the peeler to his finger. No. Yeah. And so then Dustin has to take this idiot to the fucking emergency room and they're like hey so by the way you're closing now and i was like no i'm like like but i still don't know how to make these cocktails no so so like (laughs) i agreed to the shift wait was this the same dustin that was stealing tips that is now yeah so dustin Dustin was the name of the owner yeah justin was the guy that was stealing tips and And slices cuts his finger karma i know um, but yeah, they were like, hey. But then you get fucked. Like, so now you yeah, then close. I, I like close and I was like, cool, dude, thanks. I made actually a lot of money that Good night. Good for one. Yeah. Um, but then, yeah, one random day they were like, hey, can you come in and like open? And I was like, yeah, what's up? And they're like, we're going to fire him. And I was <gasps> like, I will oh. absolutely I was come like, in. do you need me to close? 
Can I arm? Can I give him an RKO on the way out? Can I just give him a uh, a flying like DDT or like how does that work? Uh, This kid was awful though, and it's just like I don't know where he's working these days, but like. Justin, wherever you are, fuck you, dude. Uh, yeah, speaking, fuck you, of, uh, speaking of uh, toxic comies in this industry uh, that reach out to me today, I'll tell you off mic. <clears throat> I don't want to get into it on mic. Uh, not today. Um, <laughs> oh. Mainly because this isn't about me. Uh, it will be once we get off mic. But uh, I do want to get through, uh, f- like... <laughs> I, I actually was looking at the time code. We stopped talking about shit in our pants in about 40 minutes, which is incredible. <laughs> I want to uh, know, uh, first and foremost, especially because you've been in the industry so long, uh, a beer fest creature. God, that was, right? oh, that, was, that, was, that was my question. Get we've it? Let's gotten, get it, girl. Let's get no, it. No, dude. And the, the thing is, like, <laughs> we've all had the same beer creatures. Like, no, no, I, no, no. I showed, no, there, I showed some somebody. Ones. Right. I showed somebody today the picture that dog posts. Yes. Um, And I'm like, God damn, dude. I remember that. Like, that was me seven years ago. No, I remember that specific <laughs> festival because oh, there wasn't enough toilets. I remember seeing yeah. that couple. Like, me and Doc were, like, I remember talking to him while he what? took that picture. What? It year? was wild. Do you remember what year that was? It. I'm pretty sure uh, it I'm was, like, sure it was 2014 20... or 15. I don't know. I think, I think it was 15. I don't know, but... You know, I've been to a lot of freaking beer festivals, and the ones that I've had to pour at, like, you don't ever leave your booth. Like, and I remember when I poured with Helio. If you're doing your job right, so yeah. good on you. Mm. Cheers, by the way. Um, that one, that one year was, like, super fucking cool. There wasn't enough uh, toilets, and... Your booth managed. <laughs> it's, should, it's different. It's different. Your booth manager. If, it's if you've different. got a team, you got four tickets. You get, and I by myself, so I typically have three other people that I've like given tickets to to be like, I just need you to cover this for thirty minutes, right? Like, yeah. So like, there's sometimes you should be able to walk away, but the people that you're gifting that mm-hmm. ticket to to enjoy, like, they should know your product, right? So like, you, I think you, you should be able to walk away from your booth at some point. It's not like the majority, but. There's definitely been times where I'm like, I didn't get to leave, right? I just yeah. was there the whole time. Just grinded it um, Yeah. Because that made in the shade, that was a situation. Like, we have two booths. We have Deschutes and Boneyard, which, again, my manager that hired me on that day, he was like, oh, I think I have food poisoning. I don't know if I'm going to be able to come. And I was like, bro, we have two booths. I Is can't. his name I, Ed Gebler? Yeah. No. His name is Justin. No. It's Jordan. <laughs> His name's Jordan. Ah, it's a J. Yeah, it's a J thing. J male name. Yeah. Get it? Punt it. Easy on the J's. Get out of here. Uh, <laughs> but so, did I he said show? male names because he know. showed up, but I was like <laughs> livid. I was like, we needed like at least two more people. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. They were super short staff. So we also, didn't have... it made in the shade. You don't need two separate tents. That's hubris. You just need the one. I like. I do want to have two tents. Yeah, wanting to have two tents and effectively having a difference on the way the consumer interacts with it at Main the Shade are two different things. Right. And for Judy, it would have been best that she could utilize both, either back to back or side by side, because the way the consumer interacts at Main the Shade does not dictate needing a second tent. And you know, my division manager is like, "Well, we want to keep." keep the brand separate yeah. and i was like yeah but there's only one person pouring so like this weekend at whiskey row Brewfest, i'm pouring both brands under one tent 
like fuck yeah. off man like unless you're gonna send somebody or hire somebody asap like i am gonna do what's and best for me and that's straight up the right call too because like as someone who has multiple brands under one roof like if you're not willing to nut up on the separate like i so, so for some places i have to do spirits and beer and the places where i can't provide the labor i don't exacerbate the two separate brands right i do it under one tent real one woody i was lean i did two brands in a 10 by 10 space with a collab with earn your booze right like it depends on the situation and the time but like wait, yeah, wait, made in wait, the wait, wait. made in the shade is a non-local regional brand wait, wait, wait. Yeah. Oh. you did what with your two brands and earn your booze at a 10 by 10 well, a 10 by 10 with, quote, extra space. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I saw that. Sir. <laughs> and sir. I had a 10 by 10, and yours was way bigger. Sir. That's sir. what she said. <laughs> sir. It's about angles and uh, just clout, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, if I were you, I would have bragged that I had a big old space. <laughs> Uh, well, I had COVID and I couldn't be there, so uh, it's that's something Liz to talk about. And uh, if there's anyone who can talk louder and over me, it's Liz. Yeah, yeah. so she's got it. She she knows what she's doing, <laughs> and she. I bet she did a great job. Too. Oh, dude, she went out there and murdered it. Like uh, I hit up the Earn Your Booze people; they were elated to have worked with us. And uh, shout out Justin uh, as always. But like, um, yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I was really looking to real wild Woody. I've said for years, and I'm on the record. Um, it is my favorite festival that is in Arizona that is driven by the local community. It is a festival I show up to impress my peers. I do not show up to engage like like the fans and and consumers of what I do uh, across multiple brands. Thank you, but like I do not show up to real real wild and woody for you. I don't. I show up to impress my peers. I show up for adulation from people that whose respect I want and garner. Uh, it's a, you work hard for it all year. You plan for it. And unfortunately I didn't get to go. And that's just a hard reality. It would have been irresponsible of me to go. Um, but I truly did miss going. Um, yeah, I mean, so sometimes you the shitty think. turnout um, is not something I wanted to hear about. Yeah. Uh, which is it doesn't surprise me because they yeah. changed the venue. Yeah. And well, well. So getting back to you, yes. with your boss covering the other booth at Me in the Shade with food poisoning, did your boss shit his pants? Ooh. No, and you know we were like did he really have food poisoning? Yeah, I just didn't think he really wanted yeah. to be like after that. Like that week, he told me he put in his notice, huh. and he was like, <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, I was like, you hired me knowing that, A, I knew the value better than you. I came from the distributor. Was he out here? Yeah. So, Jordan, so it was, like, really shitty how everything happened. So, was he market manager, your sales rep? Yes. So, have you just jumped into the market manager position? No. Uh, Um, There is so much stuff on the back end that I was not trained on. And, I like... I was like, yeah, I know how to sell beer and I like no I have relationships, but also like there's a bunch of like admin stuff mm-hmm. that I'm like, I don't know how to do this. Mm-hmm. And uh, my division manager was like, as much as we would like to move you into this role, we don't feel you're you know, yeah. ready. And it, I was like it takes time yeah. and training. I was like, Yeah, I understand and like our whole thing is like they wanna find it they might take a little longer to hire somebody, but they wanna make sure 
whoever they it's right person yeah it's Absolutely. right person so um but matt had been the tsm for the longest time and he begged me to apply and i was like nah i want to go local if i if i ever like leave distro well four peaks helio base and it yeah. made sense that yeah you local and you know after after i left zip i was serving at oso in downtown gilbert and there was like the people that were hiring, I was like, oh, man, I don't know. Yeah, you Grand know? Canyon. <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea you guys were hiring, but, um, you know, like, I landed to shoots, and when I was up in Bend, I realized that I landed a great fucking company. Without a doubt. Like, <clears throat> I walked in, and I was like, holy shit, like, look at all these hipsters just like me. <laughs> you know? Like, we're all, like, wearing vans. And I don't know. It was just like I was like, "Wow!" I will feel- you actually uh, hand me one of those, please, sir? <laughs> so um, I do want to ask you what what beer got you into craft beer? I know it's Ooh. such a uh, it's such a beer podcast question. Like everybody asks it, um, but the reason I ask is because this beer right in front of me now that you brought yeah, is same. the beer that got me into craft beer. Um, so interestingly enough, I was working at Four Peaks when I was 19 years old, so... Doing shots in the walk-in, I know. No, no, that was at Hudson. Fuck yeah, Hudson's still open, by the way, so every time I go home, I have to go there for old time's sake. But, um, it wasn't even Four Peaks beer that got me into craft. That makes sense. Because... (laughs) Don't be rude. Don't be rude. No, and it was one of those things because one of the bartenders, like I, the reason I started working at Four Peaks. No, one of uh, shout out Schmitty. Yeah, Schmitty's awesome. Love him. He's good people. Um, So I lived in the apartment complex right behind it while I was going to ASU, and um, I moved out here with my high school sweetheart, (laughs) who got the job there and then got me hired. Um, So one of the bartenders matt delansky he would come over with growlers full of barley wine of hopscotch and we would we would play fucking beer pong (laughs) bold yeah that's a game you definitely want to win yeah so that was rough so it wasn't even that like i liked the beer like it was just like readily available yeah and um even after like i graduated i lived in la for a little bit because i have a degree in film And um, when I moved back, I started, you know, serving um, at Four Peaks again. And I was homies with the guys that ran the bottling line. So he'd be like, here's a case of low fills of 8th Street. Lifter." So, like, our apartment, like, you would open, like, our fridge. And it was just beer. beer. So it wasn't Four Peaks beer that got me into craft. I want to say it was Sierra Nevada Pale Ale. Yeah. Ooh, that's, ooh, that's, that's the look, OG for look, sure. Yeah. Like, look, of what it is. Paying yeah. homage to the flag. Yeah. Yep. Um, and I, I had, I had the opportunity to work for Sierra Nevada because it was right around the time as I was leaving Hensley for ZipRecruiter. Listen, and, I, 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 I know, I know a dude who worked for down. Sierra Nevada for a long time. Previous ben, guest ben of the podcast. No, I will not name him. Uh, <laughs> however, we, uh, I was his neighbor. Uh, for many years and we've had him on the podcast and uh 
I'll just say two things. Um, you can look at every person who's had that job since Ben has. And you know, just said it, you wouldn't say his name. <laughs> I did say that. And you know what? I was wrong. And I'm going to say his name. <laughs> However, um, we don't edit. <laughs> we don't. Um, and that's fine. Um, ben, in the end, uh, Ben Vandermeer is one of the most talented dudes in this industry. For like, sure. For sure. If he had desires like more high than just being like, I want to represent a brand better than anyone can in Arizona. If he had any higher like goals than that, he would just take over everything. He's amazing. But in Sierra Nevada, like I was his neighbor and he hit a wall and uh, you could see it. And when he left, like that hole has not been filled by anybody. You get burned out in this industry, just like with any industry. You do it long enough, and it's hard enough work, and it's competitive enough work. You're going to get burned out because you're giving a hundred percent. And then you have to fill Ben Vandermeer's shoes. Oh, I could fill those shoes. Oh, do or nine and a half. <laughs> I was like, okay, maybe his Dude, little, I wear nine and, maybe and his little shoes. Girl, maybe his little shoes. I, I know it's not this one, but um, he, he's the one dude I know that can just text any like just you got to sell a new beer, and he's like text, 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 text. That's three pellets, and uh, what's left? Like, yeah, he he is such a shining example of. Uh, also, talk a little more shit, Ben. Um, <laughs> he he could improve on that. Talk more shit. He could. He could. Um, we had him. It's good notes for him, right? Yeah. Talk more, Talk shit. more shit. But you were talking shit. So, yeah. Um, so, anyways, I was in the running, but decided to bow out because I was like, dude, I just took this job with your uh, zip recruiter. I should see it out. And, you know, Keith calls me and he's like, are you sure? And then, like two weeks after i see him at um disc golf for um easy beer week Mm -hmm. and i was like i'm so sorry is there any way i can get back in the running and he's like let me talk to hr and hr 2021 this year oh 2020 this this year yes so i like he came back to me and he's like dude the job would have been yours Mm -hmm. if you hadn't bowed it out and so now yeah they're um, unsure whether you're gonna stick well, around, no, 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 well, hold, well, hold on, just hold on to that for a minute. Wait another year and just be like, "I'm, yeah, re- yeah. I'm ready to allow you to hire me now." No, but in retrospect, coming now. In, no, in retrospect, I I knew why Ben left. Um, and also Heath, who's the current Sierra mm-hmm. Nevada rep, he's a homie. He he works. He's the at, Tucson guy, right? No, oh, he was the front line for Hensley. Yeah. Oh, uh, oh okay. Yeah, yeah. So we had uh, routes that butted <clears throat> up. He did uh, downtown Gilbert, and he just, you know, uh, Chupacabra uh-huh. did that whole uh-huh. event for him. Chupacabra. What's that? Um, oh, we, we kid. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I also felt like, hey, I have another job lined up. Heath has a family that he needs to provide for, mm-hmm. and I feel like I, I said, I was like, I feel like he's a great fucking candidate for mm-hmm. this job. Like, I feel like he should have it. And so I was like, I'm out, dude. I'm like, fuck, you know, like, whatever. You know, and like, I talk to Heath now, and he's like, oh, I have to hit like five on, off prem in the morning and five on prem at night, like after. And I was like, 
yeah, I don't really have any expectations. I just do whatever the fuck I want. Yeah. And my boss is like, you're doing a great job. And I was like, I have no idea what I'm doing because <laughs> I was not properly trained. Yeah, yeah that's everybody yeah. in beer, though, right? Like, but everybody in beer, no matter how, like, and that's a, a shining example, you know, you're with a big company like the shoots. I don't know how big Boneyard is, but, it's right, the. Boneyard. <clears throat> Well, it's as big as the shoots the same company have. But before, you know, like, who knows how... I didn't know how big they were. But the shining example is the shoots, and, and you're the rat foreman, didn't have proper training. I worked for a much smaller company and didn't have proper training. Tons of people in this industry don't have the proper training. And it it's just natural. Like, I know... Like, the I hired two reps in San Diego. I gave them the most aggressive, best training I could give them that lasted five days because that's all i could do i could right. go to san diego for one week and train them on board and do everything i can for a week and they go i will see you again in a quarter mm-hmm. of the year right uh, and then when i came back out because i had the next rep two months later i gave him the most aggressive one week the best training i could possibly think of all the things that i thought why didn't someone teach me right right and i did that and then i left and i felt bad for my the first hire i did because i go I need to spend a week with you. Right. But I I, I got to spend a week with my new guy that I'm training to do the exact same training program. <laughs> right. But at least I reached out to, like, the first guy and go, what were the things I didn't do that you wish I would have done? Right. Like, what was, a, like, any any notes? Give me the fucking notes. I look go, talk shit to me, man. Like, For sure. tell me where That's I fucked up. That's how you up. learn. Uh, so I think I gave him a great training program. But it was it's five days. That's not enough. Right. Like, it's just not enough. Like, no matter how good of a trainer you are, no matter how much you've got to, like, pamphlets and, and notes and all these, like, five days of training to run a state of sales is not enough. Yeah. And you know but what? it seems to be the standard. Yeah. And, no, but you know <laughs> what? Lucky. Like, if you know if how to lucky. sell beer and you know how to talk to people, you'll be fine. But for me, it's all the back-end stuff oh, where I'm yeah. like... I was like, oh, yeah, um, I'm punching. Like, there was this really funny meme. I think I still have it from uh, Beer Rep Diaries. Where... That, give that a follow if you aren't. Yeah. That is a great. Um, it was just Instagram like, account. here I am putting my notes into VIP Karma about my spicy barley wine while I spend like $6 of ink per gallon. Like, you know, just beer rip shit. I wish I could find it. Oh, here we go. It goes, logging my stupid little karma notes about spicy barley juice in my car that burns $6 a gallon of gas while the world is literally on fire. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, literally like, yeah, I don't, I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing on here. I'm like running reports and I was like, no one can train me. I'm have just ever, like hitting all the buttons. And I was like, oh, cool. Have you, have you ever... Uh, has it's, anybody ever helped you on Karma or VIP? Um, it's funny because my boss is like, hey, there's all these like uh, webinars you can do. So oh, like, the webinars are so terrible. I, dude, we had a, a VIP like training while I was in Bend. And the guy was just fucking ragging on all the FSRs. I'm a field sales rep. And I was like, dude, you realize we're the ones who actually use this. Like yeah. my TSM is not out in the market as much as I am. And you're using Karma? Yeah. And, and like VIP, sucks. yeah. I love Karma. And I'll help you with this. any questions you have with I, it. I can help you with Karma, but it sucks. I've become very good with Karma, well, uh, and it, I'm getting pretty good with the like the back end I did. Yeah, and I like did. Saying, yeah. I, I've become very good at finger painting, and yes, 
Yes, you can. I can't uh, believe you think it sucks. It, it's, it's it's great at tracking. Yeah, but um, I, I use so I used to use it and I liked it, but I use Uliped now, and I'm like, oh, when a CRM isn't some free bolt-on from some uh, company holding you hostage for their data, um, they can be really good. What do you mean a free bolt-on? By that? so Karma mean? is basically free. You pay for users. Um, at least when I signed up, like the way it worked was like you pay for the data and then like you just pay for karma users. Like the entire interface is free and they provide support and it, it can be helpful to a degree. It's not free. No. You so, pay you pay for oh, servers. Oh shit, you're paying for it? You no good lord, I can't even handle this. You pay for your you pay for a user on yep. on VIP mm-hmm. which comes with karma. Yeah, karma's free. But Via- it's it's or all, sorry, it's all karma's free unit. with no, it's not. So you can pay for VIP. Tra- okay, like listen, I pay for VIP transfer data. Yes, outright from Vermont Informational Processing, Processing or whatever they right. call it. Cool. I don't use Karma because it's free and I don't have to pay for it. But I do pay for LilyPad, which is a CRM for sales that isn't kneecapped by incompetent people trying to trick people into paying for VIP data based on the fact that Karma exists. So, you, so my distributor... You, you can't use Karma if you don't have VIP. Well, that's... You be, have to that, have VIP. That's it's one and the same. It's not like the that's free be, service that's because the company that's available for everybody. That, that's because the company that is VIP owns Karma. So, yeah. No, Karma is just the app for VIP. Yes. It's the front-end app for their back-end system. You're literally backwards. No. So, it's like... If no, it's a, VIP, I dig, and then Karma is a bolt-on to that process. Straight up, that's how it works. I've been using it for much Same. longer than you have. Uh, I, I've been using it since pre Karma. So, like, Karma is a bolt on to subscribing to the VIP service. It's the front side which, app. So, so, which means that I pay for VIP and I get Karma for free, but then I choose to pay for LilyPad instead. That's what that means. But, say, and I do. It's, it's a major tool, but. But for, like,. My company, it doesn't matter because my reps, my distro reps are using that to punch in orders. So every time something gets sold, like a couple days later when everything's reconciled, I can see like new placements and I pull this data and I'm like, okay, I just gained a handle or a package placement here. Mm -hmm. I should, you know. Follow up on that. If mm-hmm. it wasn't me who Car- got the commitment, Karma's a great place to start, and it's where I started. But like, it like for me, it is like the lowest on the totem of sales CRMs, and I've worked with a lot. Um, <clears throat> again, it serves its purpose, and VIP is its own. Like VIP is awesome. I love VIP data. I love working in VIP. I dig. I love working through all that shit. I love building the sales reports. I I've seen your fucking dashboard. Impressive. Like hats off. But the Karma stuff, like, I worked with it for years and years with my sales team. And LilyPad, it has its problems. But, like, it literally rolls out to my distributor in a way that is translatable. Like, I guess I would describe it like this. Like, as far as, like, my perception in my time in the industry is that when I export VIP Karma data to Excel or Word or wherever I'm sending it to my distributor... It literally breaks it down into sales reports I used to do in tech that took me 15 minutes a piece. And I'm like, so this is what I'm paying them for to wrap up shit that used to take me 15 minutes for per rep. So 
I'm paying them for 45 minutes of my time on top of the data. Like, so karma costs per user. So I just clipped all that off. I keep the VIP data. I use LilyPad and it just, I don't know. That's my preferred method. Everyone's got a different strategy. Everyone's got different goals to hit. Um, I need my distributor to be able to delineate the information that my sales rep is doing in the market. I, as the sales manager for Liz and whoever else, I don't give a fuck. I am so engaged with my sales team that I don't need to read their sales reports. I need my distributor to know what the fuck they mean, what they want, what the pull through is, and what the commitment is. And I feel that LilyPad, personally, has always done that for me. That's not saying that karma doesn't work and it's not a, a, a super helpful tool, which it is, but it's a free bolt-on to an informational subscription. It's a dope-ass bolt-on. And I'll it help is, you no, no, you need it is, and and, and it's I, crap I'm on. fucking wrong. And, and <laughs> I'm always here to help. Like I'll help you with fucking karma. Like I used to use it all the time. I used it for six and years. No, it's just one of those things where I was like, nobody taught me how to use this, but I'm like still pulling enough data off of it that I know so, what's going on. Not that I didn't okay. just talk for like 20 minutes, but like real yeah, quick, make like, sure you cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> like. That to me, like in the sales rep industry, like just being thrown into it, like you're saying, like that's always how you I can felt. Even like, give us a beer fest creature. She- oh no, because he's been going off <laughs> oh, on and on and okay. on. So um, I'm gonna review. I'm gonna review tape. I'm gonna review some tape. I'm review some tape. See, that's true. Uh, <laughs> All right, let's uh, we went dude, yeah, Was your own boss your own beer fest creature? He was, dude. Yeah, a hundred percent, dude. I fucking wanted to strangle him. Um, yeah, so he shows up and, you know, you're, you're technically not supposed to drink. And what do I see? I was, he's like pouring his like, um, coffee mug full oh. of fucking, uh, fresh squeeze or squeezy. No, fresh squeeze. And I was like, this motherfucker was, did not have Bitch, food, I you poisoning. Got food poisoning. No, cause we <laughs> ate at the same place. And I was like, uh, it could have been that cool. Like, well, I did shit altitude. my pants. I did shit well, my pants. Well, <laughs> no, and I was so fucking surprised. I did not shoot myself <laughs> in Flagstaff. Um, what? No, Elevation was, change plus all those dicey. No, tra- dude, we the ate food so much made pizza. The shade was, oh, okay. I was like, the food made in the well, shade was atrocious. you know, pizza clutter. Every time I'm up there, I mm-hmm. just have to fucking eat that. Um, but, and, and this is the thing. It's like the shitty food, like the pizza and the burgers. Those are fine with me. I eat a fucking salad and I'm going to shit my brains out. Yeah, you know, it's just salad. like all the fiber and shit yeah. going straight through me. He died. Um, oh, I thought he died. I was like, yeah, I was here. like, is he throwing up <laughs> over there? I lean over. No, it's just time my shoes are. Uh, I saw that it came under. But uh, yeah, I guess my boss was my beer creature. No, but it's always those people at the end when you're doing last call. And I'm like. Every single And time. I'm like, dude, okay. Like, yes, you were never going to finish all those tickets. Yeah. And no, you can't have another beer. Oh, what's, what's like the highest alcohol beer mm-hmm. you have? And I'm like, no, go fuck yourself whenever like the funniest thing when i worked at helio and we poured beer we always brought uh the blackberry blonde and it was like 4.5 percent or whatever and whenever like anybody asked for like the highest alcohol yes i was like yeah here you go here it is the nine percent yeah dude this one's gonna fucking like i got you because yeah really, what's the highest you got I'm like i got you pour this Hand it to him. Thanks, man. For sure. Yeah. Move along. Yeah. I'm like, all right, cool. I just gave you a five percent lager. Like, yeah. Yeah. 
I'm Move like, along. Yeah, for sure. It's just like. So we did that. People. We ended up doing package beer. My whole distro wanted to do just package beer for Real Wild Woody. Mm-hmm. Or I'm sorry, not Real Wild Woody. Made in the shade. Made in the shade. And uh, there's pros and cons, right? Because mm-hmm. I don't have to worry about a jockey box and all this bullshit at the end. Um, but at the end when people are hammered and it's last call and you can't serve anymore and you've got two cases of beer sitting around, every single person asks you how they can get a four pack to go. Can oh, I, for sure. Can I give you a ticket for a can? No. no. Because yeah. I don't give a fuck about your ticket. Yeah. You can hand me a dictionary worth of those tickets. I yeah. don't want them because I throw them away. Right. That like, means nothing. I don't I don't cash them in for shit. Uh, I'm donating all this beer. Right. Uh, you know what I'll do? I'll give you a four pack if you eat the rest of your tickets. And because you're oh, hammered, you probably will. Oh, that would be awesome. Uh, I would totally do that. Uh, that's, that's what I'll do next time. Yeah. I'll give you the four pack if you eat the rest of your dry ass <laughs> yeah. tickets. Those yeah. thick cardstock, dry, printed on stickers made by Crescent. Eat your tickets. I'll give you a four pack. Yeah, dude. Eat them. People. Uh, but also, like, I what the people the the consumers don't realize is like, when they do have your four pack and they are walking out, and then a liquor board person's like, "Hey, where'd you get this? Oh, actually, I know exactly where you got this because it says the, the fucking name of the brewery yeah. on it, and they're right there." Yeah. No. It, I'm just like, I brought a cooler with me, and I threw all my package of beer in the cooler, and I wa- rolled it out of the event with me. I was like, cool. At Made in the Shade, Let's I, uh, I actually took um, a four-pack from, so my homie next to me, he was he's repping Thorn. Mm-hmm. And he gave a four-pack to someone just to, like, get them out of their face. I'm like, ah, I wouldn't do that if I were you, man. And I see them walking, and I see, like, a cop, and then someone that looks like a fucking liquor board liquor person. Board. And so I literally walked up and, like, followed. I was like, yo, I wouldn't do that, and saw it. And I was like, oh, I'm going to go go get it back. Like, yeah. Not that I give a shit if they took a four-pack. It's his beer. He can do whatever he wants with it. Right. I don't want him to get in any trouble. I see them leaving. I'm like, they're walking because they're hammered. They're not paying attention to what they're doing. They're like, they're walking right next to an official. And I walk up, and right when they get into them, I could see the liquor board's person's eyes right on the four pack, and I just rip it right out of their hands. And the guy's like, "What the fuck?" I'm like, "You can't steal my beer," and just turned around off. and walked away real fast, and like yeah. put that all the thing on them, even though they got handed that beer for free by the rep, which was ro- like the wrong move legally, right. but like. Like I, I snagged it. They, walked right they back knew in the back of their head that it was too good to be true. Right back to that hole where we started. The well, I'm saying the liquor board being too person good to be true. seeing no, no, that no. That's what I'm saying. Exactly like the consumer was like, oh, "I'm gonna take this," and it's like, "Oh yeah." It's like you knew getting that out of here was a dice roll at best. Yeah, you can knew you it. bring a backpack into a beer fest? No, if it's a like camel pack. And it's yeah, it's, it's, it's okay. concert rules, bro. Yeah, I, like, that's what I figured. I was like, well, this shit's got full of bombs, maybe some guns. Who yeah. knows? Like some like oh. some like tote ba- <laughs> a tote bag is usually fine. Like sometimes people hand them out and stuff like that, or like one of those like oh, zip packs. Yeah. Like yeah. basically where it's like so thin, if you put something in it of girth, that's but what But they said. know you got that uh, once you'll be able in. to see it. Yeah. Right. Not you didn't bring sneaky. Yeah, yeah. If it's super right. girthy, like you you'll see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was girthy. Four packs of beer. <laughs> so what's the shadiest shit you ever done on work? Um, on the clock. You know, I am... I don't know. Like, I'm pretty... Don't pretend to be a good girl. No one no, wants to hear it. 
I mean, we, we it's probably that shit, shit that we all do, you know, like the drinking and driving and, <laughs> yeah. you know, the, I'm like, oh, fuck. Um, honestly, no, like. Halfway home and you're like, I have one eye open. This is not yeah. good. <laughs> honestly, I can't think of anything. And I like was like, oh, what am I going to say for this question? Because, like, I don't know. It's it's. You know, you never think, been drinking rumblements with Shelly in the middle of the day. Um, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> why? Well, especially now that you're a supplier, where you're not checked in on, right? We're just like, I no. got twelve accounts I'm supposed to be seeing today, and you see three. Oh you got yeah, but there's like, no like expectations of me right now, and sometimes I'll just sit like I was with Shelly, and I was like, dude, I need to log some calls, like I need to make it look like I did some shit, and I'm like, just like, like what's around here, you know, like yep. yeah, but that's not like okay, like that's nothing. No one has ever done, you know. Like, I used to have a code of like how I would type in a check in. If I knew it was a bullshit one, because mm-hmm. I was like, I'm just letting my boss see it. Yeah. And things he wouldn't see, where if there was like two spaces in between the last word or two periods in between the <laughs> last sent at the last sentence, I was like, that's a bullshit check in. But my boss would never be like, it's two periods. Like, he was I wonder strong. if this is real, right? Right, like, right. Like, why no. is there an extra gap at the last word of the last of the second to last second? I want to just say, like, as a distro rep, you're just like, hey, I'm just gonna send this case of beer just so that I can hit like this incentive. I'll come, oh yeah, come back and buy it. Yeah, and just to like hit that goal or whatever. But nothing like it's just like I'm like this is stuff that I'm sure everybody does. What like, was the best incentive? That you saw. Um, oh, dude. Actually, the way I got my Yeti cooler. There <laughs> um, we go. So, a rep that doesn't work for a brand anymore, that works for a brand that's up there, um, he would do these side incentives. Yeah, and, like, Hensley does The bottom brand? No, the top one. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Okay, okay, uh, okay, okay. Um, but, yeah, so after COVID, uh, Hensley decided not to run incentives. They thought the Brand manager, manager, manager of the managers, um, thought uh, that it's, it's assistant to the manager. The, okay. Brand manager, manager, uh, assistant, brand assistant manager, to manager. the manager, yeah. manager. Um, yeah. thought that all the frontline reps got paid or compensated enough that we didn't need incentives. And I said, bullshit, dude. Like, it's always interesting when someone else who doesn't work with you gets to determine if you make how enough much money. you get paid. Well, yeah. Like, super fuck rad. You, the brewery's so rad. paying. Yeah, exactly. Because hey. um, prior to COVID, I won a coffee incentive, which the the rep before me set me up to fucking win, dude. I sold so much fucking coffee that I was like, ah, I didn't make any of these placements. I just got fucking lucky. Yeah, I'm just reordering. And then um, I also won an incentive through Kona. They're like, hey, we're going to give you an Apple Watch. And they're like, nope. oh, scratch that. You already have one. Do you want $300? And yes. I was like, yeah. I mean, um, either or, sure, yes. And... And I was like, so I won it. I was like, oh, yeah, I have this place called Coconuts that only carries Kona beers. Guess how I won. Um, but anyway, so. Oh, post- Coconuts. Yeah, their food is fucking awesome. Is it? Really good. Okay. Yeah. Um, is it vegan, right? No, it's like Hawaiian. I said good. It's, you said yeah, good? Yeah, he said good, not vegan. Oh, and you said good. Oh, wait. yeah. You said good, and you said good. I said vegan. Yeah. yeah. Hence. Here we go. The, yeah. That 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 uh, what do you call it? I think there's that, a place uh, in San Diego called like 
Coke you, what, what do you call that? Um, That's a vegan joint I'm thinking of. Oh, God. What do you call Stars that? aligning. No, we're what is magic tricks. It's the chart where you like uh, the overlap. Venn diagram. Oh, Venn diagram. Oh. So yeah. the Venn diagram for that is literally just. <laughs> Alex is doing the okay sand with both hands. It, it literally looks like I'm doing Pollock magic over here. It's fine. Bringing them together. It like is. Pollock magic. It yeah. looks like I'm doing it that. Right? Like, oh, oh, my God. Pollock magic. Right? <laughs> oh, my God. So crazy. <laughs> What's that graph thing that goes together? No, I'm not going to say it that Stop way. It. Here's my okay signs. Stop. <laughs> I loved it. That's so. Uh, <laughs> you should have just said the two overlapping circles, and we would have yeah. both been like so, Venn diagram. Uh, I think the Venn diagram for those two things are just side by side like a pair of tits. Like, That's like a binocular. The yeah. yeah. Okay. Anyways, go on. Back to the incentive. Um, yes. So, anyways, this rep is like, yo, like, if you get X amount of placements of this beer and you get a rebuy in a month, I will give you a Yeti cooler. And I was like, done. Yeah. Let's do it. Like, easy. I like got him some of the best fucking placements with rebuys, like high volume accounts. Okay. And I was like, uh, this is worth way more than a Yeti. I know, right? I was like, but I fucking like and So you shook him down, what'd you get? No, I just got the Yeti. <laughs> um, but he always hooked it up with like, you know, shirts and hoodies and stuff. So they're And that was so, at the top brand? Yeah, the the West Side rep. They do uh they do a lot of sales there, kid. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I'm a full believer in that. Like, <clears throat> when you have someone in your distributor house who takes care of your brand uh, and, like, constantly, like, looks after you. Because at the end of the day, the reality is, is that any distributor house you're in has hundreds of brands oh, that they're yeah. managing. And to get the attention of one person who's effective in the market, shout out, Gilberto. You're my fucking man. Gilberto's uh, That dude locks it down for me on the day. Like, my east side... Um, dominance, I would like to say it's because I live in Mesa. But the reality is because Gilberto fucking works his ass off and he's a killer. And it's always great to have dudes like that or or people, I guess, um, on your side like that uh, in the market, right? Like it's, it's always great to just have someone who's like, oh yeah, like I got you, I got you, I got you. And um, that is one of the things I think that like gets caught up in the industry the most is where it's like, you like this constant like ladder moving, right? It's like, <clears throat> I, I, I always want to see like when I, when I have a great distributor rep, I'm like in the back of my mind, I'm like the moment I have an opportunity for them and it all makes sense. I'd love to bring them on. And then, you know, everyone has opportunities and it all kind of makes sense. And then you realize it's like, Oh, it's a basically a six month to a year rotating door of reps for sure. and stuff like that. But when you get one who like gets it, they want to like, I need, I know I have things to learn here before I move on. And like, they're not just after like that. I feel See, I, that I, I feel. Oh, good. I was just going to say like when it, it's tough. Cause like going into incentives when you know, you have like a, an all-star rep is like, yeah. I, when I go to my distributor and like have incentive months, sure. I literally am like, we can't go like, uh, you pitch me what your incentives you think I should do, and I'll have mine, and then we'll, you know, kind of meet, meet the and they'll yeah, say it, the and they'll say what they want. I go, you know, this person's gonna win that, right? Because it's mm-hmm. like you get the all star rep, and they're like, well, what about this? And I go, that same person's still gonna win that one if we do it that way, and we do it like two, three times. I'm like, all right, now let me tell you what I'm thinking because I've had to game plan how to do this to give a fair yeah, assessment for, sure. for everybody, for sure, because yeah. The three ways you've told me, the same reps can hit it every single fucking time. And while and that's what you and know, while you I want to take care rep. of a rep who fucking works hard, like 
you do need to spread it around a little, right? Yeah. Like, it, there does, like, the thing I tell people a lot about my brand is, like, you can see it in a distance here in Phoenix, but, like, 70% of my business is north of Black Canyon City, mm-hmm. which means in the fifth largest city in the U.S., less than 30% of my business exists. You come up north, you, you kind of see, like, a whole different, like, myriad of what we do. It kind of gives you, like, a different perspective. You're able to kind of, like, view it differently, right? Like, there's a lot of like being caught in a paradigm where it's like, Oh yeah, like I'm doing great here and I'll, I'll shift over here. And it's like, you should just know what you want to do. And then like, go check out a few places that do like, like Gilbert, right? Like not to throw all of his business on front street, but like, I think this is fine. Like we talked recently and he's like, yeah, I think I still have a lot to learn here in distribution and want to like get it done. And that way, like when I go into suppliership, I'm a crazy good asset. That's the move. That's the move. Like, find your time. Like, I might even be a victim of, like, just trying to get to, like, one level, the next level. Like, oh, that's the next level. I just got to get there. But, like, at the same time, if you just engage dudes like Mark Sullivan and Gilberto and uh, a half a dozen other people, I'm going to forget inside of Crescent Crown, like, they can... You know, your distributor reps can work hard for you, and they, they do a great job. Um, I just mainly wanted to show Gilberto because he's a gangster uh, and was exactly to the point of what I was mentioning. So, Well, and those are the relationships that you really need to foster because your distributor is going to be your number one account. Like, Without a doubt. You only sell your And your number one competitor for recruiting reps. Suppliers literally only sell beer to one place. One place, and it's their distributor. And having They're those- my number one. Account. Yeah, exactly. As one would so, say. So, you know, like me being homies with some of like my distributor or my, yeah, my distributor reps, like it gives me an advantage over some know. of these brands. And like Hensley's been scooping up brands left and right. So well, yep. I'm just like, dude, how do I keep my brand relevant? Mm-hmm. I take all of them to lunch. Like the half business, of the time, it's me just hanging out with them. Yep. It has you always know? been the people business. Yeah. And it will always remain to be the case, right? Like, that's why, um, oh, shit, you, it wasn't you. I always confuse you and Jake Johnson, which I think is a compliment both ways. For him? Um, You're right. <laughs> but, like, <laughs> I'm not a farmer. Dropping off samples is a, is a reactionary is dumb, right? Like, building a rapport and being like, hey, I'll drop you off samples if, like, this whole conversation worked out. Instead of just being a reactionary, like, hey, I stopped in, here's some am- samples, and, like, fuck off whatever like can we get along can we do business together if we can and the quality of the liquid is in question i will provide you samples and then we can go from there right but like the days of like i have brought you the tastiest beer that's ever existed they're gone it's over like there's a billion there's a billion incredible beers right like so now it it's back to where it was it's the people business like um, just to kind of brag on you a little bit, like the buddy um, programming you did in the market was some of the most genius, engaging promoting I've ever seen in my life. Um, and it was all driven by your personal relationships that you have with accounts. Yeah, that was a good one. But uh, to be fair, it, you know, and I thank you very much, but like what the beer was and what the company gives back, like that's a huge help. Sure. Like, so I was telling you about the new launch of this mm-hmm. one and like, I was talking to my beers and I was like, honestly, thank you for making a product that's desirable. And then thank you marketing team for making mm-hmm. something that someone wants. Like 
but between Canar and like how they describe it. Could I do Montucky and Judy needs some? Yeah, I'll do Montucky too. There we go, top tier loggers over here, baby. <laughs> so I'm 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 in between two questions, and like honestly, okay. I feel like one of them is just gonna like lead to nothing because I feel like you're too nice of a person. <laughs> but you got it. any good I quit stories? Um, I think the Hensley I quit story is pretty much the best one because I, like I said, I approached my boss and I was like, yo, my rent's going up like significantly and what you guys pay me is not enough. enough. And I was like, you, and I was like, and I know what so-and-so is getting paid on the route that I started. And I was like, so this isn't fucking fair to me, especially when you offered me this other route that is supposed to be a promotion i like turned down the craft route because i didn't want to be driving all over the valley oh yeah they're i huge. was like the craft routes um, are huge i'm like is that a promotion when like i guess i'm gonna get a pay increase but i'm also gonna be burning it on gas mm-hmm. no um and so i was like this is why I think you need to pay me this much money. Mm-hmm. If not, I'm leaving. And he and my boss, like DJ, my team leader, I fucking call him dad. Like we are so fucking close. This man will probably walk me down the aisle with my dad. <laughs> um, but I was just so fucking disappointed. Yeah. So when I put it, I try to put in my two weeks notice, and they wanted to me to stay a whole other month i was like no like i still have to pay my bills i'm leaving this is my last day take it or leave it um so i feel like i put them in a bind but like they at the end of the day you gotta pay your bills yeah and i just still feel like they treat me a certain way because i didn't do what they wanted me to do despite me being like yo i will stay if you just do this and this is my reasoning for it too like um i didn't get a raise after my first year because we were in the middle of covid yeah and then the following year i did get a raise and he was like you got the biggest raise out of anybody and i was like two years worth of raise yeah and so all i was asking was to get that raise earlier like sooner mm-hmm. rather than later i was like mm. can i be brought to market standard yeah, yeah. i'm a performing. weird a weird conversation to have with people which shouldn't be a weird conversation and then you know i i leave to fucking zip recruiter and i learn about the great resignation and all these things and you know this is now Shout the way r slash anti-work <laughs> um and then i find out like hey this is the way you got to move up because like at the end of the day i would have stayed with the company if they had given me the money that I wanted and I had applied for other jobs within the company, like I wanted to stay, mm-hmm. I wanted to move up and they shot me down every fucking step of the way. It's it's crazy the advice I've heard throughout so many facets of how do you make the most amount of money? change jobs as often as possible exactly that's the way to go you can't like, stay at a job how terrible is that like you do a job you work it well and then you jump ship because someone else's will be like oh well, you do this 
and to be competitive, I have to pay you more, so you do it, and you just keep fucking doing it, right? As opposed to like having the loyalty to the company because you go, I will stick with you, but you've got to pay me what other people are willing so, to pay me, uh, uh, and they go, no, a lot of we'll this lose you, and then pay someone else more to get them. A lot of this, right. you could have just paid me more, right? A, a lot of that kind of like company loyalty kind of stuff um, <clears throat> change with the four hundred one k work retirement. So like. It used to be on the employers to provide your retirement, and like that's why you like work for a company for forty years and put in your time and da, da, right. da, da. And there's a book called Four One Chaos. You can read it. it talks about how the Four One K was invented and why. Uh, it's, dope it's, name. Yeah, it's it's not Four Hundred One Chaos. It's not the greatest. Amazing it's name. not the greatest system for like retiring. Like it, it's great for a certain percentage of people that meet a certain like level of requirements. And while I have a very nice Four One K, like I don't rely on it to be my ultimate like retirement right but like it used to be on the employer to to provide retirement but that's been offset by this like change in government and process and things like that like sorry i have to get up my ass is going on i'm like i gotta get up and pee that too why you guys keep conversation flowing i'm gonna go pee and then we'll 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 do the handoff yeah certainly um but all all i was basically saying is like there there is this complexity that like there was this half-life which basically just means like you know the the midpoint and it used to be like 20 to 40 years that you would work a career whether that's at the plant like i met a dude in his 90s when i was still a bartender who um worked on a, a Ford production line his entire life. The the Mustang he bought when he was 25 that he tr- took me in a ride in when he was 90. Uh, he built on the line, right? Like, you know, he retired. It was all this great shit. That's just not the way the, the United States works anymore. The, the United States is a great scam because it's like it brands itself as the 50s, but that is not what we've been for a long time, uh, socially, economically, otherwise, right? Like... Right. So um, now the half-life of careers are four to seven years, which is brutal. But Bobby's not wrong when, like, change careers often and when you can because it's like your next opportunity is going to pay you for the skill set you have. The old system is based on, like, okay, you do this, you meet these qualifications, you meet this pay bracket. Cool, plug you in. And, like, what we've learned over the Great Resignation and anti-work and all these things is, like, the United States – demands that people like you and I keep this back savings for like engagement rings, which is like three months of like uh salary and all these different things. And like, we, we need to keep all these back things in case anything goes wrong. But like the corporations that have literally been treated since Occupy Wall Street, which is in our lifetime, that corporations were changed to be treated like people rather than, than companies. They, kind of get to run roughshod over everything and it's just like it's it's very frustrating to the point where it's like there is a very clear path to get where we need to be and everyone keeps being like oh but like just do this do this do this do this and it's like well the 401k doesn't work for me straight up right through the kitchen first thing straight through like the the fact that i have to i can't fit sorry are we talking about the 401kkk (laughs) All I was saying is that, like, basically, there used to be kind of, like, on the burden of the job provider, quote-unquote. Like, yeah, yeah. We, we live in this environment of, like, oh, we're the job creators. Cool, but you give me a job, and then everything else is on me. But back in the day, it used to be different, and then the 401k came in, and it's like... And, and, and not to dog that system, because it's where we have to live now, but, like, the employer has always 
worked against its employee to a degree. And yeah, I get it. Like, what I'll say before I get into it is that like, there's tons of exceptions and and, and lots of people who, who look after their employees. But like, if you go into the history of the FDA and the EPA, leaving decisions to business owners and business operators has yeah, always his no that's has, different uh, than what you're saying against employees uh, it, it's not um because it's always worked against the consumer so people who are willing to feed consumers sawdust instead of food that they say i i would actively believe are mistreating their their employees as well right like if you don't give a shit that your consumer thinks that they're buying flour and 90 percent of it's fucking sawdust and other bullshit, like, or, you know, 80% of the candy you're selling is made of lead. I don't think that the way you treat your employees is necessarily, like, top priority, per se. So, the history of the U.S. is filled with bastards yes, in, in labor. No, no, like well, right now, right? well like, history is how we learn. So, historically, we're filled with bastards. And then we come to a system where... Uh, businesses used to provide you a way to retire. Like, oh, I, I gave the company 40 years and they took care of me. and But that goes away. It's been going away slowly. When you were upstairs oh, paying, what we were talking about is the half-life of jobs has gone from 20 to 40 years to 4 to 7. And to your point, yeah, it is more advantageous in today's modern economy, not in the 50s, 60s, 70s, or 80s. But it is, it is, it is more... Uh, I'm sorry, I got to bounce again and... Rip this contact out of my eye. I apologize. But ultimately, what you're doing is you're just band-aiding a system that's broken. But that's not what we're here to talk about as we enter the 11th hour. Miss Judy. <laughs> no, um, I just have to say that I almost peed all over the floor because... Um, the toilet is baby proof and I was like oh my god I don't know how to open this I'm gonna pee all over the floor did you try just pulling the lid up yeah I did I figured it out okay that's what I was like I guess I'm gonna pee in the sink so uh, sorry uh, story time uh, so while that baby lock is not really ever engaged um, I did also not know that the first time I came here and I like had to pee so bad and I'm like I'm like looking at it and I'm like Pulling it, and I'm like, but I could just pull it up and pee. I was like, oh. Yeah, I, I looked at it, and I was, like, mortified. I was like, I'm going to pee my pants. and I'm going to shit my gonna pants be... on this podcast. Well, right. <laughs> and I was like, this is going to be so embarrassing, because I'm going to have to clean this shit up. Literally. Literally. Um, and it's because I've never seen one of these contraptions, and I don't know how to operate one. But, yeah. Well, um, Bobby is shitting his pants, uh, which is just what I decide. Um, so you've been in the industry a while. You, you bartended at Four Peaks and uh, maybe just sales at Helio. I didn't, uh, I guess I didn't really gather if you were doing like kind of a hybrid thing there, but like. Oh, I did um, everything at Helio. So like you it, name it, I is, did it. Is anyone who's been behind the stick or the, uh, the checkbook, one of the things I always like to ask is, have you ever had a regular... Uh, bombastic or otherwise that is memorable that you'd like to share oh man there are some <laughs> regulars that just kind of follow you around um there was a regular are they the best though well no. sometimes <laughs> sometimes they are maybe that's a that's a sign of how toxic i am I'm like i love everyone that follows me around but I, honestly i would say anybody that follows me around 
probably too much connection. You think this relationship is more than it is. It's called a parasocial relationship. Try being and it's, a female. Yeah, it's got to be worse. Oh, being a woman has to be atrocious. Um, I just purposely life, wear a sports bra and a t-shirt just so that I don't give anybody the notion that I'm mm-hmm. interested in them. Because I'm just like, yeah, like not wearing any makeup. This is what I look like. This isn't tits out, guns out. This is like, here are my beers. Please pick one. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I don't want you to buy beer for me because you think I'm cute or whatever. Being a female in this industry, you have to know. Look at these rock hard nipples. (laughs) Try not buying a beer. Um, I have a story about that because. (laughs) No. No, no, no. no. Finish your story. I will bring you back. No. Um,. But, yeah, you have to know twice as much as, like, your male counterparts because everyone's going to think, like, oh, people only, beer, like, buy beer from you because of the way you look like. And I'm like, no, false. I just tend to know more about this because I've brewed, I've packaged, I've done everything in the industry. So, no, that's not the case. But as a frontline rep, you're in the cooler counting oh, fucking beer mm-hmm. sometime in some of the worst coolers ever Ugh. so you're in there for a hot minute it's not like so, you bring a jacket with you you're like it's summer yeah so like fuck i forgot i got this or, count today like i'm gonna be in there cold there i'm gonna be in their fridge yeah there's at 36 degrees for 25 minutes straight yeah. i'm so, cold so yes everybody's walking out with their fucking nipples hard fucking my nipples are hard right now thinking about a walk-in fridge <laughs> look, at these things. Look, at, look at them Look You're them. pierced. Those Get the fuck udders. out of here. Yeah. <laughs> Look at them. You're going to sit there and tell me I'm not meant to drink cow milk out of those udders? Sir. I'll, I'll suck in them titties. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, it's just one of those things where I'm just like, come on, man. Like, and, and they, Can we just be buyers. normal for, well, like, five seconds? You've had buyers mention. No, because I try to be, like, one of the boys. You know, like, I try to go along with everybody and be, like, a dude, which is why I talk about how much I shit myself. And I also have two brothers, so, like, I'm just a a a girl's dude? Dude's girl? Dude's girl. Dude (laughs) chick? Dude chick? Yeah. However however we do it, yeah. Um, Your text... To me, are some of my favorite things in the entire <laughs> world. Like just you'll just randomly, and I'm like, I, I was literally talking about it at Chupa today. I was like, one of my favorite things in the world was like the moment I was like, Hey, do you want to be on the podcast? And you're like, Did you like how much I shit my pants? And I'm like, Well, no, honestly, no. Um, but I am so excited for everything else. To, you shouldn't have to ask, act one way or the other. To feel like you can fit in more, right? Like you should, right. you should be able to be a hundred percent yourself. So many personalities not, in this business. Yeah. It should be clear that, like, like, for instance, okay, I'm to myself. I'm, I was talking. Uh, sorry. You oh, should be yeah. able to act however you want in this industry and not mm-hmm. feel uncomfortable that for sure. someone is going to treat you in such a way that will make you so uncomfortable that you mm. feel weird going to work. Like, I could never imagine if I owned a bar. And a female rep or male rep came in that I would fucking talk about their nipples at any point in my day. Like I oh, made I may look and be like, it's cold in my mind. I would never say guy or girl out loud anything to do with their fucking right. nipples. Like that's just 
un- it's it's unprofessional, it's uncomfortable, and it's not you. Like mind your own fucking business. Right. Like unfortunately, but- there's so many. Yes. Many, many, many people. And those people this, suck. Yeah, but there's a lot of them here. That's the problem is like it's calling them out, holding them accountable that gets rid of it because it's like it's for me like I've been in this I've been in the cut for a minute and uh, it still surprises me to this day. Sometimes I'll be talking to uh, someone in the industry, usually female, and they're like, oh, well, so and so like and I'm like, what the fuck? Like. I've known that person 10 years. And, like, it's not that I disbelieve anybody. Like, there's no reason just is this industry exists as a whole. There's enough drama that there is zero benefit to making anything up because it's also a people, an industry full of people like Bobby and myself and, like, Judy that are like, okay, what's up? Cool. Like, where's your seats? Like, people pull up on people all the time. Like, however, this does remain an industry where, like, dudes are constantly just and not even just all dudes, but I mean it's mostly us. Uh, it's just fucking normal. Hey, there's some chicks. They I, are. With, I, 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 I shouted. Agree with you. I, 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 agree with you. I, I did mention that it's not all dudes, but um, it is mostly men. But it, it, not that it matters. What it, what matters is the person it's affecting, right? Where it's like there is this weird entitlement in the industry that like it's pervasive. Like there's a former buyer at the handlebar who thought that he could leverage his entire influence to like make, like, like force his, uh, ability to date a rep. He was into on by like, you know, uh, East or West mill Avenue. I'm not even, I'm not even gonna be shy. Like fuck him. But like straight up, like was like, Oh, well I'll leverage this to get your attention. And it's like, well, like that's not how this works. And like, I'm kind of not interested. And it became this whole thing. And like, like, that's obviously the extreme, but it, I've literally watched it unfold before my eyes. And then there's the lower extreme where it's, like, general. And I even hate to call it out because then, like, like Alpha Sigma bros, like, want to, like, uh, but, like, the fact is, is, like, sometimes buyers are just like, oh, well, you know, chicks are, like, whatever. They're not funny. They, they don't understand beer. And it's like, bro... <sighs> Bitches work harder than fucking any of us. Like, because they make have money. to. Bitches make money. <laughs> also, yeah. also, bitches make money. Like, no. like uh, it's just, it's it's so regressive you, to even Do you feel approach. that there's any change happening lately? Uh, I feel like there's, there's, without a doubt, more women in this industry than when I started. Uh, and that, I mean, when I got into the beer industry, like, more, like, pub style, um, Brewing, and that was seven years ago. But like, I want to say, even since when I first moved back to Arizona to take over this market, there I've seen more women in this industry, and I've just seen like maybe it's the nature of the role, but like I've just seen more badass chicks in this industry. And I think it takes a specific type of female to like get into this industry because you have to have a backbone. You know, and well, I think there's also like this inherentness to uh, a, a woman coming into this because like beer is at, for the longest time has has been such a male driven thing. Like women drink wine and cocktails, and men drink beer, right? Like that's just a historic like fact of like what the market trends have been for craft beer or beer in general. And then like if you pulled a, like a product mix of women of, of people who drink wine, it will be more feminine. If you pull a product mix of people who drink beer, it will be more masculine. Like, it's just a fact. But that is changing. So the people that are like, like Brooke, 
she's she's an IPA drinker. Like she wants a dope ass bitter West Coast. Uh, like she she's someone that could I would imagine would like have even the slightest hint of interest of getting into this industry because it's a like it's something that she likes. So she's already being like I'm drinking every day whenever I'm going out to a bar. Like something that most or a good portion of women aren't doing and it's like out of this nomenclature of what I should be doing is like I should be having a glass of rosé right now because right. I'm a woman no I'm having a fucking beer because I like it and this is what I want right like you, I feel like there's already like this point of like no I like this because I like this I'm not here to do what people think I should do I think it's because we are becoming a little bit more progressive as mm-hmm. a society but like every two steps we take forward we take one back Unfortunately, but that's one step forward. <laughs> um, I, I, I get, <laughs> but like, you know, not to try to get political, but like over overturning Roe v. Wade, like, you know, that's a step back. But then we're like making strides in other, mm-hmm. you know, social political. But it does it does suck to have to stop and like fight something that like had kind of been figured out in the seventies where you're trying to make progressive progress in 2020, right? Like that's, that's something in the political landscape since the early two thousands, um, has bothered me, which is like constantly this like war on like, whether it's gay people or trans people or whatever the fuck it is. Um, it's like this reactionary thing to where like progressive politics have to like, kind of like stop and engage with it. while like more, traditional politics or conservative politics are like running full roughshod on what they want to get accomplished. And, and again, not to make it political, but it does seem like that does constantly become like, not even, I guess, directed at anyone. It becomes more like being the result of a political tool feels frustrating, right? Like where it's like having to stop and address Roe v. Wade as a industry full of women who are emboldened and empowered and iconoclasts and trailblazers and just fucking boss bitches to get it done, where would your energy be spent otherwise than something that should have been settled 50 years ago, right? Well, so. I think I'm, I, I was getting more into like that, that there's just more women in this industry, so you start to feel a little bit more empowered right. and have a little bit more power behind you, right? That's that snowball effect, right? It starts with one, and then it's two, right? And then it's four, then it's eight, right? It doubles. So when having more, more, more people on, just you know, you've got some people behind you, right? Like, yeah, and there's it, a ton of guys in this industry that are there to, you know, be part of this industry that aren't pieces of shit, right? And there's exactly. plenty of women that are like, yeah, I I'm being objectified by all these things, so like I don't I'm not part of the pieces of shit that are objectifying, right? For sure, so it feels snowball and, effect. And the like the playing field is leveled now. It seems so you, that way. I was gonna um, ask, do you feel like you have a little bit more like yeah, power on your side to be well, like, I just Fuck feel this. I'm not putting up with and it. And this is why I really love my company because like even like I'm the only girl in in my division there's plenty of girls in the company but like i know that i have my guys back like Mm -hmm. they have my back Mm -hmm. right and there's a couple people in the industry i would like to say both of you guys would like have my back if something were to happen for sure um unless you're in the wrong (laughs) 
well, <laughs> unless right. you're being a woman. And but then, you I know, don't know, well, not even that. Just like <laughs> I mean, caring. if you were like, oh, I just spit in someone's face. I'd oh, like, yeah. did they pay you? No. Did they pay uh, extra for it? That is a story right. for another time because I have <laughs> something about that. Um, I think that is the most disrespectful thing without you could a doubt do to somebody. Um, so, unless they pay for it. Um, just little. But they, they're paying for the disrespect. Um. I grew up in the projects, and I'm scrappy. So when you say that I'm nice, yes, I do Don't let the smooth taste fool you. Yeah, I was like, (laughs) I will be nice until you fucking push me, and then you will see a side of me that you will fucking regret. Absolutely. I think I'm in this exact same boat as, like, I've never heard a bad thing about you, right? Um, And I hope not too many people hear bad things about me. Right. But if you get to the point where you're you're actively disrespecting me like again yeah. when we were talking about like that make you like if i was that guy like hey, man you could tell me if i made a mistake in my job but if you're gonna talk to me like that we're gonna have a problem yeah right like that's what it comes down to most people forget you could get fucking hit like, yeah and no and i am one of those kind of people that i was like i grew up poor in the projects and i will fucking beat the shit out of yeah and it takes one fucking second for me to just switch Mm -hmm. into that person um but yeah anyways spitting in somebody's face that's like the most disrespectful thing but honestly like what if they pay you to do it no um but honestly like it's not even guys treating other females poorly in the industry sometimes it's female on female oh for sure if anything i have more of a problem with that yeah because like it I, is pretty pervasive in our industry and what's the like, competition you, you want to be the, I, the I, top i feel the top un, dog. i feel unqualified yeah. to talk about it uh, a lot and i do i do see it and again it's not so I, I would i would actually love to hear your thoughts given as it's not really kind of my place to talk about a ton but like i do see it um the female on female nonsense that uh pervases our industry well, it's just like, I don't care how long you've been doing this in the industry. We're still fucking equals, dude. Mm-hmm. Like, well, you're not better than me. Right. And you're supposed to be here and, like, fucking prop me up, not fucking Yeah, you're me supposed down. to be my, like, helper, my mentor, like, the person who lifts me up. Like. So who was that again? <laughs> uh, no, no one. No one specifically. No, no, no. This is all uh, hypothetical, yeah. No, but, like, there are some buyers out there that are females and i'm and you know my boss would be like don't worry if you don't get another handle or you lose all the business in here she she likes to flirt with the guys and Mm -hmm. you know so i'm gonna be honest i've used that to make a sale no and i I mean flirt a little bit oh absolutely if everybody does if a buyer shows man or woman uh, if any buyer shows interest, uh, and I feel like it's an end to like kind of like steer into like a, a harmless flirt, I'm in. Uh, unfortunately, uh, it's just the nature of what we do, and it has to be right. Like, Making money, sure. just like when you bartending. Well, right? like, uh, I was just about to say whether you're bartending or selling in the streets. Like, I remember when I first started bartending, and my wife would come to my bar all the time, and like one of our greatest hustles would be like dudes would buy her drinks all night, and they'd be like, "All right, cool, like let me tap you out," and I'd be like. Uh, and she went, cool, my boyfriend will tap you out. Uh, he's the bartender. Like, right, what a what a great hustle. And, like, you know, I, I'd always talk about, like, man, I'd love to go to bartend at Charlie's, which is a legendary gay bar uh, in yep. Phoenix. I'd, I'd, I'd 
you know, that's a that's bare central. Like when I go there as a patron, like I don't pay for drinks. I'd love to go bartend there and figure it out, right? Like there's all sorts of code switching that goes on. And while it's it's great to take advantage of, like it sucks when it becomes like that's the only asset of what you do that becomes valuable, right? Where it's like, oh, you pour me drinks and I tip you well because I think you're into me. And that is where our intellectual and professional interaction ends, right? Well, in, in in short spurts, it's nice. When it's everyday longevity mm-hmm. and consistency, it is the most disgusting, like, annoying, frustrating thing. Right. right? And that's when it's, when it's everyday, like... Every bartender shit, I, has some dude that comes now, in, barely pays for a oh, drink, comes now, on to him more aggressively than any dude they've ever met. It's yeah, so well, frustrating. I'm, I've gone to Charlie's to have a beer <laughs> yeah, and yeah. left and be like, damn, I'm looking good, right? Came out like, flexing. Like, self-esteem. But if that was yeah. every single day, I'd be like, all right, this is getting too much, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't want to put up with it anymore. But like, shit, like, fuck, every other year I walk in, I'm like, shit, I needed this. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. but I need this to, confidence boost. Back to the regular thing, there are some regulars that just get, like, fucking plain out creepy. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, hmm. It only goes so far. Yeah, I'm like. Do you have a specific story you'd like to share? Um, I don't know. Like, yes, that one, <laughs> right there, that one. There's Tell me that one. This person who follows me on social media, so they're always wanting to know where my next promo is at, and uh, they're like, Ugh. "I'm just and curious, Judy. You'll have to call me out like this." <laughs> <laughs> He's like, "I'm a friend. Yeah, I'm a fan." Um, but yeah, this person lives. I'm gonna be drunk at the end of this. Holy cow! That's that's we still gotta go to Sugar Bar after this. We? I I mean, me. Oh. Um. So yeah, Zabdi's Zabdi's cool. That was my account with Hensley right before I left. Liz is doing some crazy promo over there tonight. I gotta go support. Is it with like prickly pear, <laughs> some sort of shandy? First of all, thank smoothie. you. Smoothie. Thank you. But uh, prickly pear IPA is on the menu, I think. Uh, which is uh, and prickly pear wheat. Uh, this is the house that prickly pear built. I'm a tangerine house dude. I like I have no stones to throw. Like I do a tangerine blonde and then and a tangerine hazy IPA. Listen, man, I talk like, shit about what am I gonna do? Like I, talk, I can't. I and talk shit about single skew brands all the time, but I'm like prickly pear is four of my skews technically. Uh, uh, so a, what's I had a pale ale with tangerine peel. I was like, who am I gonna talk shit about? Blood orange. Yeah, right yeah. <laughs> I'm like blood orange. Fuck yeah. Blood orange. Blood orange. Blood orange. Uh, no, but this individual, um, God, I think I met him while, while I was working at Helio and he's trying to get into the industry and he's helping around in a lot of places. And I'm just like, bro, you have like a baby mama. You have a fucking kid. Like, like Please stop fucking, making $5 an hour. I'm like, get off my fucking nuts, dude. Seriously. Like, it's kind of creepy that you follow me and some other girls in the industry around. And it's, just also, do you think that's going to be your in? Like, yeah. I came to your promo and I bought a beer and awkwardly drank dude, it next to you while you were talking to other people because you yeah. have a job to do. Like, right. Bobby, if you're not already familiar with the amount of low effort men think that pay off, uh, you're in for a real shock. Dude, I let my you're I, I know a real crazy, fucking shock. But like, I let my buddies know when because like I'll, <laughs> I'll have an event on a Friday and then our group chat be like, 
yo, let's drink. What are we doing? Let's kick it. I'm like, I'll be like, can't hang or I have an event here. If you guys want to roll through, you are really sure. good about I'll boundaries. By I'll way. buy you around. Just, just a yeah, compliment. Sure. You're very good about boundaries. Yeah. Boundaries. Go, boundaries. I'll buy you around, but like I'm working. Yeah. So in between things, I'll come and hang out with you. But it's just like a bartender to a guest where I'm here talking, and then it's cut off and straight back to work. Like yeah. I'll just I'll walk away from you mid conversation, going I gotta work. Like I, I have run into situations like that. Like recently, I was hanging out at um, in a cow and buddy of mine who was like oh hey i saw you were here and came up and like i'm yeah kind of working and holding court and like doing the whole thing and you know about 20 minutes in, he's like all right cool man it was good to see you for a minute i'm gonna get out of here and it's like and he's not in the biz and i'm just like per se and i'm like hey man it was it was really it was good seeing you. I, I, it Goodbye. is it warms my heart beyond anything here today that you showed up to see me but you also show up to see me without understanding how my work works, which is that, like, if I'm out, I'm not out just partying like I used to back in the day. Like, I do have uh, a reputation to maintain. I have we're, we're P's on. and Q's to mind. Yeah, you yeah, yeah, you're on. You're on. Yeah. And then, you know, you're maintaining a tab. And then anyone drinking on your tab is associated with you. Yeah. Correct. Uh, which goes all the way back to the Chris Rogers dropping Del Toro off at his bar story. Hilarious. Check it out. Episode 8. Um, but like, I go it, back and listen. I don't remember. It, uh, it's probably episode like seven or something. Um, but like for real, like it it does become this like parasocial relationship where like almost like podcasts, right? Like where people like they hear you, like you're interacting a lot, like just like a bartender or a server, and they're like, okay, like well, I'll show up to see him and do this thing, and like it's like this interaction is me. So for for me, and 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 tell me if I'm wrong, Bobby. I'm, he always does. <laughs> which is often but like in a friendly way no no uh like in all needed respect. first of all needed uh but like for me like when i walk into a place like i don't i don't have any sort of entitlement the first time like right like like hey i'm here to inter- interact with your business i sometimes i know how it works by observation sometimes i don't so here uh, this is what i'd say about you for sure you're absolutely right in that aspect but I've, i think people would say you do show up with entitlement and oh, that's just because sorry. you're you're Not big sorry. and talkative and well, an I, extrovert I, I show up but because like I'm here but, but I don't I, I don't expect the business to do anything no, no, for no. me right. so that's what I'm saying yeah, I don't yeah. think I'm okay. 100% certain you do not go in and be like oh, I'm Alex Brent King I deserve this like never but people can so see that like you were you were oh, I, I show think up you handle yourself super well <laughs> sure. but it's it's how you'd handle yourself when in any circumstance you're also a giant man and you're 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 loud and talkative, right? Like in all good in all good aspects. And people will go, "Oh, this guy, fucking this guy." And you're like, "I was just being me. Like I wasn't like touting anything about it. I was just being me." Sure. So yeah, I, I would too. I would agree that you you don't hold that as like a power or like a, a tout of any in any say. Like, no, uh, like uh, again, like um, <clears throat> and I've said this a handful of times. And I don't know how many different ways I got to articulate it. Not that anything you said made that necessary but like i expect to be held to the same accountable rules as anybody else it's when we've all agreed on a set of rules and you're fucking around and like i call you out and you're just like oh well i'm just trying to like get an edge it's like cool but we agreed on these rules yeah you're breaking them like this is tic tac fucking toe if you're ready to break <laughs> the rules and just be like i need to do me I'm here for that all day, bro. Like, 
If you want to fight me in the market day to day, I will beat the fucking pants See off you. you. You get hit. Let's call it out for zips. So in in that conversation, I had a question for you because it has absolutely happened to me. Uh, have you really had? Have you ever had any events go haywire? Ooh, uh, like during what a great the question. Event. Because it has happened. Yeah, to you me. show up to an event and just like <laughs> maybe it starts off great, maybe not, but then by the end of it, you're just like, "What the fuck was that?" Uh, my question. very first event with the shoot slash. This is very. I was like, "What the fuck just happened?" When I go to pay my tab and it's three hundred dollars, uh, and I was like, "I don't have a company for the card." Big boys. Uh, no, it was a miscommunication. <laughs> I don't even want to call out the account because. It's not. It wasn't the normal bartender that I, I would deal with. At hey, this and they, did they just think anybody who was ordering would you would cover? Well, no. I was asking for pictures because I was going to sample. Yep. And I had my double and my triple IPA on tap. Oh, okay, girl. And you know they're pouring it in a ten and twelve ounce, and I'm asking for pictures. So homegirl charges me for like. 16 10 ounce pours and i was like that's not how many are in the fucking pitcher yeah that's 160 ounces in uh, either a 64 or 32 ounce pitcher and i was like uh this girl does Do you not know, know how many how to... ounces a gallon is lady because yeah. <laughs> that's a lot uh, so <laughs> i'm freaking the fuck out also like hey be like hey we don't have a button for a pitcher um how are we going to do this? Yeah. How much are you here to spend? Like, yep. have that conversation with me. And also, I should know this by now. Like, hey, I'm here to spend X amount of money. Tell me when I get to here so I can leave you a tip. A, a good tip. Yeah. You know, and, you know, it. yes, I work for Deschutes. Yes, it's 11th largest brewery. I do have money to spend. But I was like, oh, my God. Do you hear those numbers? <laughs> I heard it. I heard him. Um, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not bragging. I, I'm. Yes, we got uh, knocked down. Uh, oh, I thought you were dick swinging. Sorry. Uh. No, we got <laughs> knocked down a notch by Sweetwater. Um, which what? Yeah. Sweetwater for the nation making moves. Yeah. Dude, they have a national oh. account rep in Arizona who lives in Payson. Uh, For fuck's sake. Fucking Josh Daniels. I love Josh Daniels. No. I I have a great story with him. We're going to have him on soon. But, Josh, we we met and... That's um, where Rachel's with. Yeah, Rachel. Yeah. Where are they based out of? uh, Georgia. Atlanta, Georgia. But keep in mind, they just picked up Alpine and Green Flash. Hence. Okay. Tenth. So... They're the tenth largest craft brewery. That's like when yes. Convicts and Kings is number one Point Sam Adams. Well. No, it's Yingling. Number one's Yingling. Yeah. Then Sam Adams. Uh-huh. And then like Canarchy is somewhere. Wow. In there, yeah. Yeah, it's it, it's a time to start wow. taking a hard look at your heroes in the mirror. <laughs> uh, I fucking love having like bringing this shit up because I know it like. Takes you on a tangent about like, stone. <laughs> we don't need more tangents. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but 
But anyways, yeah. A- anyways. Listen, Stone is the easiest brand to work for in this state. I said it. It, it built a Gibbler. Hey, listen, Shocky, I love you, but <laughs> Shocky and I, you, you live people. on ground. Ed Gibbler built, and it is hard to overcome. Sorry. Also, but anyways, back to my story. Um, I was just fucking. I was like, I can't believe I spent this much money. Like, I'm gonna get in so much trouble. And my boss who left was like, Meh, don't worry about it. Oh, just blame it on do you me. Know, do you know who you work for? Also, also, our founder lives here in Arizona, D.C. Ranch. So, fuck, fuck yeah, Gary Fish. I'm coming for you, Gary Fish. Um, he's a cool guy. I, I met him I while I was in cool, bed. but I'm still coming for you. See, I've definitely had a, uh, events where I've had someone that was like, I'll be sampling, and someone's like, oh yeah, I have this beer already. As I'm sampling, I'm like, yeah, here's here's you know an extra two more ounces. Drink it, yeah. enjoy it. And then, like, all of a sudden, you do the next sampling. Like, yeah, I'm also drinking this next beer now. Like, they big supporters. I'm like, perfect. I got four beers on tap. You've had two of them. I'm about to sample this one. Uh, I'll buy your next one. And then all of a sudden, they put all their beers on, on your tab. Ooh. Oh yeah, that move where you're like, you have an open. Uh, so <clears throat> you go and, off, and you're like, so you drink two of my beers. I bought you the next one, uh, which is. I'll buy you a beer. And then all of a sudden, you started putting, putting all, the rest of the your tab. beers on my tab. And then your homie started putting beers on my tab. Uh, and then now I'm seven beers over on this tab, which is 50 bucks. Right. And I go to close it. I'm like, no, I that there's no way. Yeah. Like, I know how many. I had, I had two beers, and I did uh, three... 32 ounce pitchers which is six more beers like i know exactly where i should yeah. be at and all of a sudden i'm at 12 beers like what, like 13 beers what's going on yeah and then like the bartender's like well this person put their beer on your tab no i go they can put one separate the rest put it I, back on their tab i've never gotten played like that it was literally my own doing because i didn't have that discussion with the bartender however i have been that person that puts my beers on somebody else's tab uh not a not a a, uh like a person working no 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 um so back in the day fucking one of the owners from four peaks would love going to robbie fox's and i was like freshly 21 so i would roll in and everyone sees you out here schultz <laughs> no, yeah, it, it was uh, Randy, and oh, okay. I would be okay, like, Randy. "Oh, um, yeah." And my friend Brian worked there too. His brother runs Echo Five or whatever. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I'd be like, "Put it on the Four Peaks tab," and then I would never have a tab anywhere I went. I also had a friend that worked at Fat Tuesdays, and I'd always walk in and be like, "Please don't let me leave without paid." Every but also night. put it on this other person's tab. Also, <laughs> uh, I black out and walk out on my tab every single time because you think it's a great idea to feed me that's, shots. Yeah. First of all, that's my move: uh, blacking out and walking on tabs. Yeah. So uh, you can't take that away. That's, that's dude. I move. have so much. That's, I don't have anxiety for shit except for walking out on tab. That's the only thing that I lose my mind. About. I'll wake up at like I used oh, to, yeah. but, but yeah. now I'm like I will pay. 
anything they ask me to the next day. So, like, it's literally an inconvenience of ask, two texts. So, ask Paige from Yard Cigar Yard. Bar. Oh, just the first today. year Listen, I did. It, if you've walked out on a tab at Yard Cigar Bar. Yeah, that's so, that so, takes yeah, <laughs> the first the first year uh they did the, the yard cigar bar Olympics. Oh. Oh shit, that was a good one. Uh, and you get hammered there. I you can get drunk, it's possible. I think I asked her at least nine times For your if I closed out. Nice. Like, I don't recall any of it. Like um, at all. My favorite story. I think I'm pretty sure I texted her the next morning and asked did I close out. Um, Amazing. So I lived down the street from Casey Moore's uh, um, 2010. Oh, good lord. How old were you then? I was 23. So you probably had the best fucking time. So let me so put it in perspective. There you are, peeing on the Barney Stone. <laughs> yes. Oh, no, no, no. No, I ha- my roommate. So, okay, so a little, little fucking... You peed on the barn? No, I I almost did. Um, So, like I said, I moved out here with my high school sweetheart. We dated for six years. I lived in L.A. We broke up. I moved back. And I was living at that house right down the street from on 11th and Ash from Casey's. And I was like a fucking hot mess. And my roommate was like, let's go to Casey's. And and so I did. And he's like, that's the only restroom. And I'm like fuck dude okay <laughs> like walk in there and then one of the bartenders is like no 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 no. you can go inside or out there yeah. but no but i was about to pee on good the bar- bartender Blarney stone good um, bartender but fucking i've known tyler chuck uh stall uh, jimmy for a long time and how i did not end up like on a milk carton or wherever um, it's because of them. Because I fucking love Matt Barrett. One time. Matt Barrett. Oh, Matt Barrett. Um, the elusive Matt Barrett. Yes, yeah, the elusive. Because I would, like, me and my roommates, we would walk to Mill, uh-huh. and I would Irish goodbye, and yeah. I would, like, literally just, like, start sprinting down Mill. And I would end up at Casey's, and they would still serve me fucking <laughs> stiff-ass drinks. <laughs> that and checks then, out. That checks out. Um... One time, one time, Matt was like, I had to hold your hand, sign your name, and carry you home and, and put you to bed. Did he work at uh, uh, Casey's, or he just was there no, with you? so Matt Barrett and I worked at Four Peaks. Oh. Forever ago. Matt, Bar- Matt, Barrett, Matt Barrett has yes. literally worked everywhere in Phoenix. No, Matt he, Barrett He is I, literally, like, two life, two... Two poor life decisions. I could have been Matt Barrett. All right. <laughs> under over. I love you, Matt. Under over. We all love Matt. Uh, the under over. The longest he's been with a company. Four peaks for sure. So it's two years. No way, over. dude. He was there at least like four years. He was there for four years. Maybe. See, so even you. I'm gonna say. Now. I'm gonna say two years. <laughs> no way. Un- you're going over. Over. I'm going under. I'm going under. Over. I'll text Fucking him. Fucking text him. I'm going to text because him right now. Because I... But, if, but also, if we eliminate Four Peaks, does that remain true? No. Okay. <laughs> I just want to know where we're all at here. I like, can't text him that. That's like the meanest thing. He, he, he bounced around so much. Like, well, we'll have to have him back on. I'll, I'll see him 
this weekend at Chupa. He comes in and has a beer before he works. That's right. Every Sunday. I'm sure he does it more than Sundays, but like on Sundays. I've been doing a lot over there. Because he comes in. He's the closer at at, uh, Cider Core. Cider Core. So he he grabs a beer and kicks it before he goes in. Um, So I'll see him Sunday and I'll ask him. But all right. Yeah. What's the bet, baby birds? Oh, oh no! Uh, uh, so, so I, I'm under, I'm I, under both uh, pre and post. I just pigs. told you that I don't like people spitting in my face. Nobody so, likes so it. So a gerbil. So a gerbil. Um, but yeah, dude. Um, I just yeah. Anyways, yeah, Matt Barrett and I go way back. Um, but yeah, Jimmy, like I ran a, into him at Made in the Shade and. One of the bartenders at downtown Cornish Passy was trying to get me to do shots. And I was like, no means no. I and feel he, like Cornish Passy is an easy place to get super drunk. And, oh. well, like, I keep used- in mind, Jimmy is one of the owners at downtown Pasty. And we were at Flagstaff Pasty and with one of his bartenders from downtown Pasty. And this girl's trying to get me to rip shots. And I'm like, no, dude, I have to pour beer tomorrow. And I'm over 30. I won't yeah. be able to function. Oh, yeah. And, and Jimmy looks at me the next day when I run into him. And he's like, who are you? And I was like, what, what are you talking about? He's like, you were such a party monster when you lived by Casey's that you turning down a shot last night was I epic. astonished. Yeah, he was like, I don't know who you are. I was like, no, dude, I'm fucking 35 years old. That's who I am now. Like, I've just done enough where I know that I'm going to be fucked up. I was like, I'm not that girl anymore. (laughs) Fucking passing out, getting carried home by Matt Barrett, you know? Like, thank God I had friends like that. Yeah, but then, like, the deal is, like, you get, like, a $4 uh, Irish car bomb Mm -hmm. at Cornish. Cornish. Like, yep. You could get so drunk for so cheap there. Yeah. Like, and there's nowhere where they serve that much craft and, like, good quality food and get yeah. drunk for that cheap, right? Like, that's dive bar cheap. Yeah, for sure. And you're at a nice place. Yeah. Like, it ain't high end, but it's nice. Yeah. Like, I, honestly, like, I look forward to every Made in the Shade and one of the things, there's a few things at Made in the Shade that I have to do. And one of those things while I'm up there is do a car bomb at Cornish. Like, yeah. even if it's like, I just have enough time to go there, we're just going to hit it, we're going to do this, and turn around and go back. Um, but I don't think I've ever had a... I've never been to Flagstaff once. Okay, one one time out of all the time I've been to Flagstaff, but that was outside of work. So anytime I've been to Flagstaff for work, I've gone to Cornish, and I've done a car bomb. Yeah. Every single time. It was like... Did you make an air horn? It was more fading, because you do the car bomb, you're like... We're getting drunk. Make this number one boy! No, I'm a little bitch. I can only do green tea shots now, or else I will throw up all over the bar. So now that you're a supply rep, how do you feel about Arizona Beer Week? Oh, man. <laughs> Why did you have to kill the vibe? Damn. Get it? I'm going to do one one second chance event and one, like, multi-brew event. That's it. The multi-brew event is something I want 
I, I really want to do, um, and I kind of help plan it. The uh, the one I like, j- just the solo brew one. It'll just be like whatever is a good return for the work I'm putting in. That's it. So the one that I would have done that I did a couple of years ago, which should have foreshadowed why I work at Deschutes now, was the arm wrestling tournament. I was yeah. uh, I was little squeezy. That was... Uh, I like that. Uh, yeah, that was my... Remind uh, me. Did you win that? No, I was out okay. in the very first round. Um, I knew your wife was <laughs> like the champ. And she, I was like, I in. looked at her and I was like, I don't want to go out like against her. Um, and she, She's aggressive. Jonesy um, almost beat me in an arm wrestling contest here. Um, I, I, I have that. really bad shoulders from playing softball Same and baseball. baseball. Yeah. Yep. I was a third baseman, so my and I do sidearm, so my rotator cuff is so jacked. So I was so afraid of doing it. Um, Caitlin and I did one at Hensley just like to see, and um, our segment manager had all his money on me and. I had no idea that it was best two out of three. So, um, One, I go. Two, you you three, went in like right. like a like a, like a pitcher. No, 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 no. Yeah. So I didn't know that. No, I don't think you went back and forth. I thought it was just yeah, like yeah, yeah, oh, just like, right. yeah, 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 throw it all in. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I went against Melinda Dickinson, which is our trainer at Hensley. She was uh, fly Jill because she was representing Firestone Flyjack. Um, okay. All right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so I go up and I'm dressed. I look like fucking Hulk Hogan. I I have a red. Was this the last one that we just did? This was no. This was uh, pre-COVID. Yeah, that was uh, that was a 2019 one. Damn, I was drunk. (laughs) uh, No, Boulder's on Southern. Um, I my hair was super blonde, so I had a red boa. I had a red bandana. I had a red glove. I looked like fucking Hulk Hogan. But I was wearing like my Deschutes shirt. My name was Little Squeezy. I had this like little tiny hand <laughs> that I carried around. Um, and then yeah, like I went uh, against Melinda, and nobody told me it was best two out of three. So like I fucking blew my load in the tour. first yeah. one. It happens like, the best yeah. of us. It happens the best of us. And then they're like, "Oh, you gotta go again." I was like, "What?" I was like, "Oh, I do know. I can't." Now you gotta go lefty. What? Yeah. So what's happening? So. Anyways, I bowed out after the first round, and I was like, oh, yeah. I was like, I'm happy, because I got to just hang out and drink and watch everybody. Um, It's a cool event, but... uh, It's tough. Like, I I will say, like, I'm no slouch to, like, working out, but, like, there's there's so many motherfuckers I cannot be in an arm wrestling contest. Like, I'm not that strong. It's all about strategy and placement and... Like, two of the things that you have to use are, in my body, are just so messed up. Like, my wrist and my shoulder are just... No. I did... I played too many sports and... Oh, yeah. I yeah, just can't. And, like, my left shoulder... I think so, what you're saying like, is, uh, <laughs> watch out for you on the lip sync duel. Yes. Are you in this year? I have no idea. I haven't even talked. You're in. That, that's how <laughs> Billy works. Liz signed she me just... up. Liz and Billy signed me up, and I was like, cool, but I'm only doing Tenacious D. And they were I love it. 
because I know every word to every Tenacious D song ever written. So This is true, and I learned that through uh, our trip to <laughs> New Mexico. You did. And honestly, I was like nodding off. Like reality was coming in and out, and like we'd have conversations or we'd be singing together, and then I'd just be like, uh, and wake up, and then all of a sudden he'd be singing, and like trying to like catch up to the lyrics, (laughs) or like we'd have conversation, and I'd just be like nodding off, and then all of a sudden I'm like, oh fuck, where were we in this? Yeah, where were we with this? Well, he's still going. I don't need full participation, just some. (laughs) He needs some Some, words. So uh, I will tell you this. Billy's so good at what she does. Oh, um, for sure. That With she will she she's... will just be like, if you just don't give her a no, then it's a yes. <laughs> right? yeah, like, when Billy's true. ready to come murder for me, I'm here for her. And you have to give her a firm, stern no for it to be a no. Otherwise, it's it's probably a yes. Like, I she didn't even ask me. She's just like, oh, by the way, you're signed up. Like, yeah, B- B- Billy is one of the. But it was so much fun. I'm stoked that she did. She's trouble. the best. Love him. So we got to wrap this up. My dinner's about ready. Um, oh yeah, I can smell it. Um, we're gonna do a local shout out. I'll go first. Uh, not an event that I've got going on. <laughs> oh, okay. You better uh, not promote right now. <laughs> Caps and corks out in Tucson. Okay. Uh, salt supporters. Like great account. Love dope them. joint. Yeah. Um, Good people. I I can't say good enough things about them. Um, shout out, shout out. If you're if you make your way to Tucson, hit up Caps and Corks. Uh, if you're a rep listening, go sell to them because they're good people. We are. Uh, but yeah. you'll get great beer, great product there. Like you'll it it is, it's a dope time if you go to Caps and Corks. Hell yeah! Cool, cool. It's just good. I mean, it's not like I won't say it's like a dope time, but like it's you, you will get. Solid fucking beer at right. Caps and Corks. Sure. Right yeah. on. Cool, cool. Well, mine is a uh, shout out to Jolie's. 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 They've definitely been. That's the Iguana. So Iguana Max split into two people. Iguana Max split into the local into Jolie's. That's what happened. Is that so, what happened? Yeah. Okay. Oh, so Troy. Also, so also, Troy um, at Jolie's. Uh, RIP the local. Do you even work? RIP the local. RIP the local. Officially um, today. Um, no, I think they closed on Monday, dude. No, uh, <clears throat> yesterday was the last day they were officially open. Well, so the guy that bought them, Matt Gorman, he's a friend of the pod. That motherfucker's got like 17 places now. I think it's nine, but yes. Um, if, if he's a friend of the pod, he might uh, need to talk to some Hensley reps because we want to make things right. Just say it. He's crescent only. Exactly. It's fucking annoying. Listen, uh, no notes on that. Uh, Matt, anyways, keep it up. <laughs> and No, anyways, back to Jolie's. The reason Jolie's. they are my shout out is because, yes, they were my number one account at Hensley when I was their frontline rep. And the minute I came back, they put my beer on. And How's Troy? Who's Troy? He doesn't work there. Troy. Uh, oh, see, I have this theory that Troy also doesn't work there, but he keeps saying that he does. I've never met a Troy. That's not a theory. <laughs> Troy Beardsley keeps saying, like, he used to work with me in Iguanas. He's like, I, I work at, like, like he posted Jolie's all the time. I've stopped in there randomly, like, eight times in the last two months to catch him. Never seen him. Because he doesn't uh, work there. Yeah. It's so weird because he, he's on social media all the time being like, working at Jolie's. And I'm like, okay. Like, on his computer, or maybe. Or just, like, or drinking. Drinking. Yeah. But <laughs> so he's like, I got this 
theory that he works there. No, no, but dude. he doesn't work there. So the cool I've thing never about this means not happening. The cool thing about <laughs> Jolie is, you know, I was a rep there, and I fucking never pushed any of the products that they asked me to push on mm-hmm. her. So her and Gina, yeah, that bitch will fuck you up. Well, her and Gina, when I came back, mm, oh Gina, they were like. Uh, I was like, dude, can you put my beer on? And she was like, yeah, I'm looking to change some stuff up. And sure enough, I they love put, those girls. They're so amazing. They Rad. put fresh squeeze back on tap. And I was like, hell yeah, Just dude. Just had that's, one last week. That's yeah. what's up. Like women, like helping women out in the industry. I really appreciate that. So you hear yeah. that, bitches? Yeah. Help your other ladies. Is yep. her name Jolie? Yes. Okay, so, so, she's so after one of my so real quick, one of my favorite right. stories in the industry. So, she used to work at Tom Ryan's, which is just like like five hundred feet up the street, right? And so back in the day, like one of Max, you hung out like after work either at Fibbers, Priceless Primetime, or Tom Ryan's, depending upon it, priceless and depending uh, and depending depending upon the time of day, what day it was, or whatever, kind of determined when you when you went there, right? And so. Joe Lee is one of those few examples, one of the very few examples, but one of, one that's good to pay attention to, where someone was like, I'm unhappy here, and like people come here because of the job I do for you. And he was like, bet. And she was like, cool, bet. <clears throat> and then Joe Lee bought the Torso Murder Bar, which yes. is important to understand because that is a cursed fucking building. The Torso Murder Bar is a cursed fucking building, but not anymore. Not for about five, That's six Jolie's. years now. Mm-hmm. Now it's Jolie's. And she has made him regret every day he fucked around and found out with her. Dope. And, Good for uh, her. No, That's I, awesome. I, I know two of those stories in my entire career. I liked it. It feels um, great. I love Jolie's breakfast. is cool. I get... Jolie sucks for me because I walk in there and there's... A half a dozen jabronis that recognize me from bartending at one of Max, and they're like, "Hey, what's up?" And I'm like, "I'm actually just here looking for a person that's not you." Uh, so, like, fuck off. But it's not that far from here. It's uh, right? it's Arizona, and uh, Warner? it's right across the street from the Hensley Warehouse, which was like such a big win for me because that's like yeah. a big deal. Oh, you, that's right next to Santan, girl? then, right? Yeah, Chandler. That's right next to Santan, then, right? Because that's McQueen it's very, and the yeah, same. Santan. That's McQueen uh, the and Santan Elliot. Distillery yeah. is like across very the corner. Well, that's not even the distillery. That's the full production facility. It's very close. Well, no, no, well, no it's, it's it, it is. It is yes. straight up their yes. entire production. Yeah. Yes. It's very close. Straight right there. Right across up. the street. Uh, your local shout out, Alex. Because I have dinner. Oh yes, I. Oh, fuck. I, I had one. I was gonna go to. Uh, I was gonna try to sneak off to Puro Cigar Bar for Tyler Tanner's event, but. Fuck Tyler Tanner. <laughs> I'll second the fuck out of that. I love Tyler. Uh, l- listen, Tyler exists, and I'll second the fuck out of Judy. Um, uh, my local shout-out is shit. I thought I had one. Uh, shit. It could be Tyler Tanner. No. <sighs> Absolutely not. Hard pass. Um, Tyler Tanner and I uh, say have the a fucking, very... Say the local shout-out. I, I thought I had one. I don't. I don't. I, uh, I got right. talking too much. Um, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Thanks, guys. Mm-hmm. Hey. Uh, until next time, Bobby. <laughs>